Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 97 of your favorite bi-weekly trophy hunting show. I'm your host, Colin Kolhoven, joined, as always, by my two fabulous co-hosts. First up, we have got the lake's best delivery man, the moving servant extraordinaire, the psychic medium, and the tiny fox who could, Daryl Fuimano. How are you doing this morning slash evening? I'm doing all right. Tiny For Fox a second there, I thought you were going to talk about Slugger. <laughs> no, I'm pulling based on your, I'm on your PSM profiles, and I pulled stuff from your four, some, some of your most recent games, but I didn't want to spoil new stuff you've been playing. So, you know, looking at things you, you uh, talked about last episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, now it makes sense. Yes, sir. How are you this evening? I know you said you're feeling tired. Work's been tough. It has been, you know. I was hoping to be done with this uh, this part of the job like <laughs> by this time, but then you know got the word that we're gonna be held on just a little longer. So um, that's unfortunate because I was really hoping to get back into my element. Yeah, but you know it won't be too much longer. I was talking to another coworker, and he, he was like, "Yeah, we're coming back on this day." And then looking at the calendar, I'm like, that's not that long of a time period. So <clears throat> it, it won't be too long before I go back and uh, my mood will be a lot more cheerer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, we start we get back to our bread and butter for you and I, Daryl, on the 27th of November. And if you include the Thanksgiving week before that, where there's like the long weekend, it's really not too far away. It's basically two more weeks of what we've been doing and then uh and then we'll be there. So it's coming along. We just got to be a little patient and have a little little faith. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited. <laughs> I think the uh, appropriate word was cheerful. I said cheer. I don't even think that's a word. And, yeah, I wasn't going to call you on it because you're tired. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, cheerful is the word. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we'll, we'll blame it on how tired I am. Yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. <laughs> yes. Very good, sir. Very good. Well, and of course, we're also joined this fine evening by Slugger JD, podcasting from anywhere and everywhere today from mm, Zimbabwe, Madagascar, Easter Island. Where are you today, sir? Are you at the house? Are you in the closet, the attic, the garage? What's going on? <laughs> what is up, my dudes? My dude. I am. It's kind of like an attic. My podcasting room or my little like man cave my unofficial man cave is like a bonus room above our garage. So I got a nice desk up here. We got our guest bed up here. Ooh. Uh, a little TV. I've thought if I ever get into streaming up here would be like where I would set all my streaming shits or set it all up. But yeah, it's nice. I can be kind of be away from the family. The noise of the house doesn't penetrate up here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good word choice there. <laughs> No, it's always good to have a little setup like that. I think I've told both you guys my office slash gaming room is also Stephanie's office, and she works from home. So during the day, I can't really like just use it as much. Even if I call off sick or I'm like home taking a day PTO, she's like working next to me the whole time, so I can't really like go crazy with it. Uh, but eventually, I want to have a little setup like that—a little little side room, a little little kind of man cave area that I can get going on my gaming and podcasting and all that fun stuff. So. Welcome, sir. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you this evening. Daryl, glad to have you as well. I'm glad you're both doing well. I recently had COVID, so that was fun. That's what's been going on with me. Had about a week of 
being in bed and sweating through a shirt every single night, which was amazing. I'd, I'd wake up at like 4 a.m. just fucking drenched in sweat, and I would have to change my shirt, get up, put water on my face and stuff. My hair was like damp, you know? And then after I got through that fun portion of the sickness, I couldn't smell or taste anything for a while. And now I can taste, but I cannot smell. So we are having a grand old time over here. And you know you're really sick when you're too sick to even play video games. I'm sure you guys know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like, if you're kind of sick, you're good. You're going to play something if you got, like, a cold or whatever. But if you got, like, the flu, you're basically just like, well, I'm watching TV or sleeping. And that's pretty much what it was. Good stuff. Yeah, that's how <clears> – <throat> I do the same thing. That's how I know I'm, like – that's how my wife knows I'm not joking. Right. <laughs> like, if I'm just on the couch racked out and – you know, the kids are in bed and she's asking me what I want to do. And I say, oh, I just want to just want to lay here. You can watch whatever. If I have no interest in the TV, like, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I might as well be on my deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I just didn't realize how horrible it is to not be able to taste. Like it just makes it makes the entire experience of day to day living so lame because I, I don't know about you guys. I look forward to the food I eat very much. And I really, really look forward to the meals I have and the company you get to, to, to share while you're having those meals and all that kind of stuff. And it, when it becomes just a texture with no taste, it's so much more boring. Like you really, it's like you couldn't be, couldn't be bothered really to have anything in particular. You're just basically like, well, give me some nutrients, I guess. And that's really all I'm looking for. And yeah, it was pretty lame. I'm glad that part only lasted a few days. The smell, though, has not yet fully come back. So hopefully. Hopefully it comes back. I can't believe it took me three years basically to get COVID. I hadn't had symptomatic COVID since the whole pandemic began. So it finally caught up to me in the end of 2023. Who'd have thought? I'm convinced I got it uh, like right when it hit the States. Like, like right when January like, or whatever. Uh, yeah, there's positive cases on the Western border. It was probably all in my head that week. I remember hearing about it and there was rumors of a lockdown coming and People were panicking, like lockdowns hadn't happened yet. And like that initial week, I had like, I don't know, it was a really deep, horrible cough from my chest. And my my chest felt like it was like on fire all week. Yeah. And I kept going to work and I'm like, nah, it, like it doesn't make sense that it's COVID. Like they're saying this is still on the West Coast. Is that, it hasn't spread this far yet. <laughs> like I'm out in the middle of the country and it probably did. Probably was that far already. Because I've never had anything like that in my life. It kind of felt like, uh, like having bronchitis when I was a kid or something. Just mm. like that really nasty chest cough. Like I wasn't coughing because of stuff in my throat. I was coughing because of like my chest. Yeah, you know, just that really dry, burning type of feeling. Oh yeah, it's, it totally sucks. You probably did have it, man. I mean, it all spread way faster than anyone wants to believe. Or you know, they, everyone was doing that kind of like copium angle when it was all happening like i remember things closing down in italy right and we were like ah we're fucking fine and i remember being out to dinner with a few of my buddies and being like we're gonna be under lockdown in two weeks like yeah. i'm telling ta- ta- <laughs> like there's no way we're not gonna be in lockdown in two weeks just think about how much people travel day to day how much international travel people do for fun or for business or like you know it's just or for work whatever like shipping goods between countries and stuff like like there's just no way there's absolutely no way it's kind of wild to think about how compared to the 1918, 1919, like flu epidemic, which also spread incredibly fast and killed so, so many people. Like it spreads even faster now. If something breaks out in one area of the world, it's going to be like around the entire globe in like 72 hours. 
there's just no fucking way around it. It's just, it's really wild. So, there's your fun medical discussion, guys, here in the Trophy Talk Podcast, <laughs> episode 97. We are here with some trophy list reviews today, and I actually have some really good housekeeping items to go over here. The first one is that J. Jonah Jameson, a.k.a. Maximum Carnage, wants pictures of Spider-Man. Bring them to him. Here's what I mean by that. Maximum, longtime Discord member, Patreon member. You've, you've listened to him on the show when we talked about Final Fantasy 16. hopefully, a couple episodes back. He had this really cool idea, because of how big Spider-Man 2 has been, that he really generously wanted to have a photo contest for Spider-Man 2. And how it's going to work is you're going to take screenshots of the game itself. You're going to use photo mode, take the screenshots from the game. And, you know, with some verification, which we'll, I'll get into some detail on that in the Discord itself. But you're going to post these into a Discord channel, which is going to be for this specifically. And Maximum is going to give a $25 PSN gift card to the winner as a nice little festive holiday thing we got going on here since so many of us are playing Spider-Man 2. So I thought that was a pretty awesome gesture from him and a very cool idea so if you're playing spider-man 2 or if you've already platinumed it and you want to jump back in and get in on this contest go and take a photo and submit it we're gonna have some details coming this weekend by the time you hear this episode we should have a thread live in the discord on sunday coming up that you'll be able to start submitting those photos in i think he just wanted to run it for a month but i'll verify with him as well so that's a pretty fun little thing we've got going on anything to add there about that little event guys I want to win it, yeah. but I haven't played Spider-Man yet. Well, sorry, I've played the like initial mission. Okay. And then I was like, all right, I got my fix. I got to finish my A to Z. Mm. I, got, I got what I came for. I played about an hour, and I said, cool, that can hold me over. I'm going to finish this A to Z challenge, and I'll come back to it, and I'll probably start over again. But, yeah, beautiful game. Oh, I'm man. excited to see what pictures people submit because there's some good looking stuff on the internet. Right. And, and your photo mode is like beautiful. Your suit choice as well is going to be pretty crucial. I think that's a big part of it. The lo- you know, Obviously, the location that you do. Do you want an action shot? Do you want just sort of a view of the city? I've seen some really beautiful ones of the city just at like night with the ray tracing mode on in that game. It just looks amazing. And Daryl, you're playing this right as well, I think, around this time. So you can even get in on this, try to get some some winning pictures taken. Yeah, I mean, I'm about 12 hours into the game, and there's a lot of those moments where I wish I could just capture in photo mode. So knowing that this is a thing with Maximum, you know, I'm definitely going to be on the lookout for that next photo shot. Yeah, it's very exciting and also, again, very generous. So thank you, Max. The great idea. wanted to plug it here in the episode. So you'll there'll be some synchronicity as you hear about us discussing it here. You'll also see the thread go up this weekend in Discord where you can start submitting that stuff. Very exciting and a little holdover as we don't have anything going on as far as like a race or a contest right now officially. So this is kind of a nice little additional thing to have happen in November. Another thing I wanted to shout out here at the top in our housekeeping section is that we are dangerously close to episode 100. We are three episodes away. and I just wanted to say that's incredible. We are going to hit episode 100 before the end of this year. It's wild to think about the fact that we're going to come up on over three years of doing this podcast and it's just it's kind of blowing my mind so i'm really excited for that i hope you guys the listeners are very excited for this as well speaking of the listeners you can now catch us in a new place if you didn't listen to us before on spotify if you're listening to us right now on soundcloud or apple Podcasts or google Podcasts, 
you can now listen to us on Spotify, which is incredible. It actually took not not very much effort to get to get it going. I thought it was going to be a way more complicated scenario. I had been discouraged easily in trying in the past, and uh, Slugger knocked it out basically within the course of like an hour. So we got it. We got it. We're on Spotify now. It's fantastic. Slugger, Daryl, anything to add there? I do want to shout out if you're, I use this all the time. I don't know if this is common. People do this, but there is a Spotify app on the PlayStation. So if you have Spotify, once you set it up, uh, you can either control it through the console itself or you can control it through your phone and it'll play through your TV or your headphones, whatever you're listening to your PlayStation on. So now you can listen to us talk about trophies while you're earning trophies. Fantastical. Um, it's, it's super nice. I listen to a lot of podcasts personally on Spotify while I'm gaming, it's nice not having to like have a separate earpiece in. It can be playing through my gaming headphones. Um, so I would say check that out if you like to listen to us while you game. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing stuff. The last thing that I wanted to shout out, I didn't put it up here. I totally forgot to put it on the housekeeping piece, was just that coming up, we're not recording next week, but for an official episode. However, some of us are going to be getting together for a spoiler cast episode, specifically on Final Fantasy 16. Okay, and that is exciting as hell. I know it's a little bit past the time, but we finally got it where we're all together and we're able to do it, and I think it's going to be really fun to do. What's going to happen for that is it is going to be a Patreon exclusive for at least a set period of time, and then eventually can post it on the free feeds as well. But it's going to be Patreon exclusive for a while, so if you're interested in hearing us do a Final Fantasy 16 spoiler cast, Daryl's not going to be a part of it, unfortunately, because he hates that game, he says. But Slugger and I are going to be a part of it <laughs> with an unknown guest who you can use your imagination and figure out who that's going to be, and it's going to be a really great time. So look forward to that episode. I've also got another conversation going with another community member for a different spoiler cast, which I want to keep a little closer to the chest for now. But there's, these types of things are going to be coming. I'm really excited to start putting out that type of content, and I hope that you are all excited about it as well. Anything to add there, boys, before we move on to our plat shoutouts? I don't think so. <clears throat> okay. Daryl, you, you still, you still you hate st- that game? That's what you're saying? I don't think I use those words exactly. I said I wouldn't buy the game. (laughs) I don't think hate was ever thrown into the mix. I'm pretty sure. I think you tweeted about it. You said, I fucking hate Final Fantasy 16 game's ass. Yeah, here it is. I just pulled up the tweet. I think my my response to your persistence is fucking what you're hearing. (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's possible possible you know i could have some earwax lodged in there nice and deep in my brain you can't actually hear what you're saying i deny it what were you gonna say though slugger i cut you off i'm sorry about that you're good how much uh studying are you gonna do are you like in the books a couple hours a night studying on the the lore and the story and well it's it works out such that i'm gonna start my new game plus run this weekend so basically that will help kind of refresh me on the early elements of the story that i didn't maybe remember as well but i'm just gonna mm-hmm. use the in-game like encyclopedia slash to like tomes section because okay. in the new game plus it'll be f- filled out so i'm just gonna be referencing that a ton while i do my playthrough and then i'll probably just have the wiki up as we talk i've been toying with the idea of when we record this i set up my playstation 5 up here and mm-hmm. just have it going <laughs> just reference so it reference <laughs> reference the in-game encyclopedia Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a bit to discuss in that game, so that is going to be that is going to be a fun one. And yeah. yeah, really looking forward to it. So, keep an eye out for that. Thank you very much. 
And let's get into our platinum shoutouts. So I scour our trophy room here because we're not doing the race currently. So the plat shot channel currently not being used. We're scouring the trophy room channel here for some good platinums earned in the last couple weeks that I want to shout out. So I'm going to go through these five. And at the end, I'll pass it to you, Daryl, first. And then to you, Slugger, if you want to add your thoughts on any of these. I had fun with this one because we had uh, some new submissions here. People that we have had in the community but maybe don't hear from quite as often. Or even some new people as well. So let's get to it. First up, we have the Sly G. Cooper with Dead Space for the PS3, which sits at a 15.38% on PSM profiles. This is the one that has the misspelled platinum title. I think it's called Concodrance Officer, if I recall correctly. It's spelled, it's spelled very goofily, and, it, and I just thought that was very funny. Also, the PS3 version, way to go. Next up, we've got Zombie Yoshi coming in with Chivalry 2, which sits at a 5% on PSM profiles for the PS5. Game looks goofy as hell. Then we've got Wild Zubat appears, and he came in with the entire Banner Saga. So that's Banner Saga 1 through 3. Those sit at a 4.15%, 6.88%, and 8.51% respectively on PSM profiles for the PS4. Our fourth uh, entry here we've got is Pat the Trophy Hunter with his off-stream game of Uncharted Golden Abyss, which sits at a 12.63% on PSM profiles for the PlayStation Vita this completes his 100% for the Uncharted series, at least the main games. I think there's some card games and mobile stuff, but he has now done Uncharted 1 through 4, Lost Legacy, and Golden Abyss. So well done on you are getting that finished, sir. And then last but not least, we have Thanos Almighty coming in with Spyro the Dragon, which sits at a 44.88% on PSM profiles for the PS4. That is, of course, the remake slash uh, remaster of that game. So, Daryl, thoughts on any of these five platinums here i think the chivalry 2 is pretty cool um i've been wanting to play that game just because it seems like a pretty it seems wild to try to get into yeah yeah it seems crazy it, it seems like a lot of fun um it's just uh the trophy list is what kind of scares me from attempting to play it um the banners uh banner saga looks pretty interesting i know nothing about that game mm -hmm. uh took a brief look at the trophy list um saw a little bit of gameplay but i i think what kind of my eye was the was the trophy artwork i think the trophy artwork is pretty top notch i i like it a lot it kind of reminds me of like some old school cartoon uh -huh. um but yeah Oh, that about those two games are probably the ones that that caught my eye out of this list of submissions you've gathered. Very nice, sir. Yeah, Banner Saga. I've never played, really seen anything about, but I know. Well, obviously, based on the rarities there, right? The first game is an ultra rare. The second game, if you include the DLC for it, then the hundred percent is an ultra rare, and then the third game still less than ten percent. So all these are very, you know, they're they're rare platinums to achieve. So they've got to be some some difficult ones to do. I thought that was very cool. So, I agree, sir. I agree. Slugger, what about you? What other things did you see here that you want to call out? I think the big one I was like, I don't know, that really caught my eye was the Banner Saga. I bought the first one. I think I owned the first one, and I've had it for years, probably since it launched, because I thought it looked... The artwork is, like, really, really cool looking in these games. And so I was kind of... I think it's, like, a tactical RPG. Um kind of in the same vein as like Final Fantasy Tactics. So those two things led me to buy it. And back then guides weren't as like I don't know the right word. 
uh, available. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was never any guide for this game. It was a super rare tro- or super rare platinum. There's lots of forum forums of people discussing like, oh, here's all the different ways you can like mess up these trophies, and there's missables everywhere. And it was just really intimidated, intimidating, and I never like touched it. But as you're reading this now, I was like pulling up the guides. There's, and I was kind of shocked. So the Banner Saga, five out of ten difficulty, two playthroughs, fifteen hours. So I'm like, oh, that's not that's bad. like average. Like, why is it so rare? That's like an average, <laughs> yeah, game. And then the Banner Saga two was the uh, pretty similar. That's a six point eight six percent rarity on PSN profiles. The guide for that says four out of ten, three playthroughs, thirty hours. I'm not saying these are like easy or knocking like the four to five difficulty range because I've played some tough five, four and five games. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It, I think it, I'm more interested now because it seems uh, much more doable with more information out there about the game. So I'm thinking about maybe checking these out sometime in the next year. That's awesome. Yeah, if you do check them out, definitely let me and Daryl know what you think because I, I I agree the art style has always been intriguing. It just seemed a little too hardcore for me based on, like, what I thought the game was. Like, I didn't know if I would have the patience for a game like this, but it seems very cool. So, well done, everybody. Well done on the Platinums. I think we got a good diversity here. We got three consoles, actually four. We got the PS5 version of something, PS4 version, PS3, and PS Vita. So we're really covering all the bases there. We're just missing PlayStation VR and the PSP. Okay, so make it happen. Actually, PSP, did that have trophies? I have no idea. The PS Vita did. The PSP did not. Ah, okay. Trophies. Gotcha. That's what I thought. Okay. Very cool. Well, c- congratulations again to our Platinum earners. Continue to post your Platinums in the Trophy Room channel along with your write-ups if you want or any sort of thoughts on the game. Got some really good diversity of Platinums in there. Go and check that out. Next up, I wanted to give a special thank you and shout-out to our Patreon supporters. So if you like the show and you like what we do, you can head on over to patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast to check out the various tiers of support we have over there, ranging all the way from the bronze tier up to the platinum tier. And part of that is we're going to give you a shout-out on the show. If you're the silver tier and up, you even get to submit questions on the show, and the benefits go up from there. Uh, Last six months or so, I've been doing early clips of our episodes onto the Patreon as well. And like we mentioned at the top, those spoiler cast episodes that we do, those are going to be Patreon only, at least for a time. So if you're interested, go and check that out. So this is a big special thank you to our supporters over there. So thank you to Maximum Carnage, the Sly G. Cooper, Pat the Trophy Hunter, King K6969, B Down, Diego Juan, the Portland Kevin, Zachary, First Mage, Buff Cupcake, Against Me 75, and Skrillis. And before we move on, a couple shout-outs here within this community of some content creators. Someone also not in this list that I didn't mention before. Been meaning to shout-out Smackerly, who's got a YouTube video where he does looks at his various um, various trophy earning and achievement earning periods of the year, so Q1, Q2, Q3, etc. And he's also got a podcast that he does with a buddy of his that's on that YouTube channel, as well as, I think, other podcast services, so you should go and check that out. We also have Pat the Trophy Hunter with his stream, Pat the Trophy Hunter on Twitch.tv. You can check that out and his YouTube channel. We've also, last but not least, got the PlayStation Plus Games Club, where Portland Kevin sits down once a month and does looks at uh, deep dives and sort of looks and reviews of a game that is on PlayStation Plus Extra. So wanted to shout out everyone for all of that. And with that, guys, we will get into 
the Patreon questions themselves. The first one we have comes to us from the Portland Kevin. And he asks, have you ever played a game where you thought, I'll never be able to platinum this, and then you actually earned the platinum? Slugger, let's go to you first. Has this ever happened to you? Hmm. Moment of doubt, followed by a moment of retribution. A couple times. Uh, Let's see. I talked about this. I like to throw this one out a lot. And I spoke about this recently on the Discord. Dead by Daylight would probably be the first one. I put hundreds and hundreds of hours into this game just playing for fun. I think I... I downloaded it randomly when they gave it out for PlayStation Plus. And it, it was funny. It became a co-op game with me and my wife. So oh. I would play and my <clears> wife <throat> would watch. And my wife like loved watching that game. Still does. She still asked me to put it on. But like I haven't played in forever and I'm kind of scared to. But I didn't think I would ever get the Platinum because there was like four or five really tough trophies that needed like the most perfect situation to happen in a game. Like there was one trophy where it was like, four survivors need to escape out of an escape hatch, which is the escape hatch only pops up in certain scenarios. So I need that scenario to happen. And then I need to coordinate with the three other survivors in the game. And we all have to hit the escape button at the same time and jump out. And um, there was no mic support in that game, or there wasn't for the longest time. There is now. Uh, But back when I was playing this game just for fun, there was no mic support. So coordination with other other survivors in the game was next to impossible. So I'm like, there's no way this is ever going to happen. Like what they recommend to do is like emote at the other players and like show them you have a key and try and make them understand and follow you. And like it was a nightmare. And there was a couple other trophies. Um, There's one on the killer side where it was like blink three times with the or like teleport three times with this certain killer and grab a survivor off a generator to do a grab the generator or the survivor has to actively be working on something and you have to hit the attack button behind them okay most of the time like 95 percent of the time the survivor hears your heartbeat they're gonna stop working on whatever they're gonna whatever they're working on so getting the the triple teleport up behind a survivor it's already hard enough to control the teleport uh with that killer and then you need them to stay on the generator. I ended up getting that by letting the survivors know, like, hey, I'm a friendly killer. Let's boost. And there's a couple different ways you can do that. Well, really, the main way you do that is just by not attacking them. You just chase them around, and you whack around them, and you whack generators. And then they realize, like, oh, this guy's friendly. We're just boosting for points. So what I ended up doing was convincing a party I was friendly, having one guy work on a generator and I just kept sitting there over and over practicing the, the three blinks up to him mm. to, uh, to grab him. And I eventually got that. Sorry. I didn't talk about how I got the escape one. I believe they changed the requirements at the time with all the members escaping at the same time. They went back and completely changed the trophy requirements. I can't remember what it is now, but it was something like significantly easier. It was like, Oh, I don't want to speak out of turn. Um, <laughs> I don't want to like give the the wrong info, but I remember it was much easier. And then Skrillis, it was actually Skrillis, one of our community members who reached out to me and was like, yo, a bunch of trophies got changed in Dead by Daylight. Are you interested in going back to try and get these? And I was like, oh, no way. I'm down. And then I spent like two weeks playing it, got the platinum, and it was awesome. That's easily one of my most proud platinums because you have to put a ton of time into it 
Um, it's not really hard. It's just a long grind. It's kind of like Daryl's uh, Friday the 13th. Like, not very hard, but the time commitment is what makes it hard. Yeah, the patience is the difficulty. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe they changed it to escape through the hatch using a key in a public match. So now you just had to do a solo escape instead of a team escape. Uh, and I was like, yeah. oh, I've done that hundreds of times. That's simple. <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, so Dead by Daylight was one. The other one was Fall Guys. Uh, I didn't think I would ever get Fall Guys done. And then they introduced all the different game modes that kind of let you... Like, there was different game modes at first, and then they introduced custom games. There's a lot of different ways they made the five wins in a row pretty doable uh, if you were able to log in at the right time. And I was actually in Disney when one of those game modes happened. I think I think it was a custom game mode. And all of you guys were, like, blowing up the Discord, and you're like, hey, we can get this. <laughs> Let's get the Fall Guys plat. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm in Disney. How do I... How do I play? And I ended up getting on remote play off my Vita. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah. And was it, I I remember like messaging you guys in the community on Discord, like, yo, I don't have a mic. I'm on my Vita. Can it be my turn? Can I, can I get my five wins and get out of here? (laughs) Let me get this fucking knocked out. Yeah. Totally. And you got like Eli was still there. Um, and I was like, yeah, it was a good time, even though I wasn't like, a part of it or like in the party chat with you guys. Uh, so it was nice to knock that out. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to eat all your guys time, but vanquish was another one. I've also believe I've talked about this one before. Uh, that's just a really awesome, awesome game, but there's one trophy in particular that felt next to impossible at the time when I was doing it, uh, which is to complete all the trial modes or the tactical challenges that open up to you after you beat the game. And the last tactical challenge you have to do, uh, you have to beat the final boss on the hardest difficulty, but it spawns two bosses or two of the final boss in the same arena. And I remember being stuck on that forever. It was, I say for, it felt like forever. I think the first couple of days I practice it like four to five hours a day. And then I just kind of gave up. I was like, I'm never going to get this. I'm not getting anywhere with it. And I took a break. And I went back like a week later. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it one more go. Like, I'll try this weekend and see if I can get it. And I got it on like the second attempt. And I was like, oh, shit. I just need a break. <laughs> like, I was just kind of beating my head against the wall trying to force it to happen when really I just, I guess I needed to just put it to the side and let it rest a little bit. So that's amazing. That's a tough one, but a very like, so that trophy is a 2.29%. Oh, man. And the platinum is 2.26%. So very, very proud of that platinum. That's yeah, a fun game. That's a rare one then for sure. For sure. Uh, I think that's my three. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Daryl, I'll be curious to hear what yours are because I know you also have the Dead by Daylight platinum. Is that maybe on your list by chance? Uh, no, I don't have that platinum. I wish I did. Wait, do you really not? I could have fucking swore that you did. Okay. No, I don't have that plat. Oh, shit. All right. Well, apologies. JK, I know you have Friday the 13th. Maybe <laughs> I got to confuse with that. But anyway, go ahead, sir. Uh, yeah. I mean, Fall Guys just won this. Well, well I think that's probably most of our answers. <laughs> uh, Fall Guys is definitely one game I think 
all of us at one point thought we would never get. And um, sure enough, you know, day came where we were able to. So that's one I for sure thought I would never get. But um, one game that um, I do have that I, I don't know if you remember, Colin, but uh, <laughs> this is a game I talked about a few times. Uh, it, it was one of the PS Plus games that came out a long time ago. It's called The Witness. Oh, yeah, The Witness. Yeah, so The the Witness is a, it, it's a great game. It's a great game. Uh, puzzle game, and it's very easy. You can pretty much get everything... Um, you can get all the trophies. There's guides for it. It's a very simple puzzle game. If you're into puzzles, that's great. That's right up your alley. You know, this game will come to you naturally. But for me, I am not a big fan of puzzles. The easy puzzles I like, but once they get a little bit more complex, <laughs> once uh, I actually have to think uh, about I'm it, not a big fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. So I just watch the guides. Um, just to get, help me get through the game. And, you know, that was great and all, but there's one trophy in particular that you have to get before you unlock the Platinum. And the trophy is called Challenge. And it requires you to complete a certain challenge. Mm. That's all the trophy description says. So I knew that it was probably going to be some sort of compilation of like all the puzzles you've encountered which it was but you know it was quite difficult i'm not gonna lie it was like one that i had read ahead and and heard that was probably the one trophy that was preventing a lot of people from getting the plat mm -hmm. and once i read into that i was like eh, you know what i'm cool with just like not having that one trophy like i've got everything else so it's kind of like one of those scenarios i'm okay with just having nine out of ten trophies you know we're we're good mm. um so i kind of <laughs> let that game sat for a bit and eli eli's real big into puzzles you know the the dude just strives on like figuring out shit so like he played it one time and we were playing this pretty much at the same time as well. And then one day at work, we were talking, and he said he just he got the platinum, and my jaw just dropped. It. I was like, "What? No way you got it!" That's pretty. I was I was pretty excited for him. Like I knew how difficult it was, and I was pretty excited for him. But then it also got me thinking. You know what? Let's try it out. Mm. Let's go back and see if we can actually do the challenge. And the challenge, man, you're gonna, you're definitely gonna need a few playthroughs to kind of get the hang of it. Because, um, man, watching guides and having the guides pretty much solve the puzzles for me really did not help. I was really behind the curve when I got to that part of the game. I was like, dude, these were like the toughest puzzles that i had to solve i did, really did not know how to figure them out so i was really really behind the curve like i did not know what to do but eventually i got the hang of it but it, it it was as i expected it to be there was just all the puzzles that you've encountered in the game or just all mixed into this one gigantic puzzle you know watch watch the videos out there the challenge is sick man it's just like 
it starts off easy. It gives you like some pretty easy puzzles and then eventually it just gets a little bit more harder and harder. But what really makes the challenge quite difficult is the, the music that they play in the background. And there's just a couple songs that they play in the background and the, the, the songs are meant to get there during audio cue as to how much time you have left before the puzzle resets itself and you have to start all over again. So the first song is pretty chill. It's pretty mild. And it's like, you're not really like heavy stress and induced, but the second song. So I don't know if you guys know this, know the song, but the name of the song is called in the hall of the mountain King. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that song. I, I wasn't, not. but it's the one song, dude, all of you guys have heard it. But it's this one song that goes. Oh yes, okay, okay. So that song is the midway point of the puzzle. Like by that point, you should already be pretty much close to finishing. But when that song cues up, you're like, oh shit! I only have like a minute left until I have to restart this whole thing. And the song just keeps picking up, picking up, picking up. And then once it starts, when it hits that beat, dude, where it's like, da 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 dude, it gets wild. I'm like, oh, oh God, no. Like, I'm not even close to finishing. I kind of feel like that meme where the girl's like, you know, she's like having like a major trip. And this is, and she's like imagining that she's playing Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. And it's like all these freaking, <laughs> freaking going crazy, dude. But that song really adds like a whole different level of like, you know, urgency to the game and like, oh my God, dude, it's like so crazy. Like I laugh thinking about it now because <laughs> like I had to do so many things just to like save me time and trying to get that puzzle down, trying to be at the right part of the of the of the, of the playthrough. So I knew that I had enough time you know, just to account for, like, mistakes and all that. Right. Because I got to the very end a few times, and there was a supposed glitch, a glitch that would, like, kind of help you bypass the hardest part of the challenge. And I got there probably, like, three or four times, try the glitch, ultimately failed. So I'm like, dude, this glitch does not work. Oh, it was shit. pretty pretty heartbreaking, you know? I'm like, dude, I'm just throwing away these playthroughs. Why don't, why don't I try to figure it out? Right. Eventually, I was able to. Honestly, I don't even know what I did. <laughs> I was just, like, moving things around and hoping that, you know, that would be the answer. But, uh, yeah, that was one game for sure. I thought I would never get the Platinum and just, you know, just do commitment and perseverance eventually got it. So that was that was a cool it was a cool platinum to get. It was it was a lot of fun to talk about with Eli because, <laughs> you know that that game. It, I I just love it. Like when people talk about the challenge, it's one that memories of how frustrating and rewarding it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the challenge certainly makes it. I think with those type of games, but it, like it's so funny how like you and Eli using the guides ended up being really hard in the long run because of that final puzzle like that that's one of the few games i've heard about where it's like by doing that by choosing to use the guides in the beginning you like actively make it so hard at the end because the puzzle logic is all taught to you initially and then you go into this like gauntlet where you have to do all these puzzles back to back to back to back to back and if you're just like unfamiliar with the design 
ideas and concepts for the puzzles. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, that's very, very cool. This game seems like it would break me, so there's no way in hell I'm ever going to play The Witness, but it does sound very cool, and I'm obviously stoked for you that you got it. There's a... Uh, I haven't tried this, so I don't know if the challenge... If it's worthy of helping you during the challenge. Uh, but Daryl, I linked to you. I mean, you got the Platinum now, so it doesn't matter. But there's a Witness Puzzle Solver website, and I linked it in the chat. And it's all... It's like a big calculator. You can pick the grids. Like, hey, I'm in a 6 by 6 square, and you can sit there and make the grid match exactly what you're seeing in the game. And then hit the solve button mm-hmm. and it'll spit out the answer to you. Wow. Um, and I know from my research, cause I was going to go back and play this game. Uh, when you press pause, I think it Daryl might know, I believe it like blocks out the screen. So you can't see the puzzle you're working on. So you can't like kind of work on it in the background while the timer's not going. But what people recommend doing to kind of get past that is you can take a screenshot and then, I think it's like put your system in rest mode while you have the screenshot and then pretty much solve the puzzle outside of the game, like looking at a picture on your phone. Um, Interesting, yeah. Cause, yeah, because now you have, or just like take a picture on your phone and then put your system in rest mode. It's a little redundant, and it's, but that's one way to make it more manageable, but I have heard that that challenge is a nightmare. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Sounds rough. Sounds rough indeed. Just pu- the puzzles, man. Like, I don't know. I've I've gotten stuck on fucking Uncharted puzzles. <laughs> you know? So I don't think that I... So I don't think I'm the guy who should be playing The Witness. There was one in uh, The Lost Legacy that I remember in particular that... I don't know what... It, I got actually stumped on this puzzle. And I had to look up a solution for it. I was so embarrassed. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, so for myself, I think there's an obvious answer of Resident Evil, but I didn't want to just do that again, so I actually changed it here. And I'm going to say The Last of Us PS4 is the game that I thought I'll never, not so much that I'll never be able to platinum this, as much as like I, I'm never going to platinum this. When I initially played The Last of Us, it was at a buddy's house, it was on his PS3, and I we were switching off every death. We were playing, I think, on, not Grounded, but the one below that. I can't recall. I think maybe it's just called Survivor, maybe. Um, and so it was pretty tough and I thought the game was cool, but I was like, I don't know. I don't really understand what all the hype's about. Eventually when I got my PS4, I played through the whole game and played it on hard and got a couple of the trophies. But I remember thinking in particular, like, wow, this game is asking me to do so much for this platinum. And even at the time when I wasn't into trophy hunting, I was like, it's asking me to so much to do so much, even to earn other trophies to even get a couple more completion like percentage on this bar. Like, I was just like, ah, no, I'm over it. But fast forward to when I played, you know, The Last of Us Part Two, and really absolutely loved that game, and then subsequently went back and played Part 1, the PS5 version of the first game, and loved that. I was like, you know what? I got to go for it, and I got to tackle this. And all of that was really even just focused on the campaign elements and having to upgrade your character all the way, your weapons all the way, get all the collectibles, play it on Grounded, those kinds of things. And I hadn't even considered the multiplayer, which is just a whole other element that was quite grindy. And we've talked about it on the show before, just a very long experience. Some of, a, some of the other you know, community members have done that in recent months as well. And it's just, it's a lot. So I was very surprised, happily surprised when I ended up getting the platinum for that as the franchise has become 
very, very important to me in terms of Sony IP. I think it's wonderful. Just in terms of, you know, top 25 games of all time, like Last of Us 2 is in there for me. And, yeah, I just think it's it's fantastic. So that's one that I never thought that I would get the Platinum in, but I ended up being ending up getting the Platinum and also just really loving the experience. So that's what I'll say for now. In terms of unearned games, though, that I could maybe do that for, like I have Percentage in the Evil Within 2 and Wolfenstein 2, and both of those are games where I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get the Platinum in those games. I want to play them and get Percentage in them, but I don't know if I'm going to get the Platinum. So... That is what I will say for that. Thank you for the question, Portland Kevin. Hopefully you enjoyed the answers. Second question of the night comes to us from Zachary. And he's, he asks, slash, slash, he asks, slash, says, Jesus Christ, I can't talk. Slash, says, <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Did we lose Daryl, by the way, before, before I get too far into this? Let's see here. Daryl bounced. Daryl bounced. I apologize, listeners, if you're hearing this at this point. Daryl has bounced. He'll be back. He's been having some audio issues a little bit. And also, there was a weird noise that played like a little bit ago. That was me earning achievements on my phone, apparently. I went to just do the daily like thing where you get the points on the Xbox app when Daryl was talking. And then because I'm on the PC, it like popped up that I earned 20 points through Game Pass on the PC. So I apologize <laughs> for that. It's just, just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. Amateur hour over here. It's fucking amateur hour. Here's what we'll do. We'll get into Zach's question, and then we'll just let Daryl hop in as he's able to. Yeah, let's do it. So he asks, have any of you hosts platinumed a game together? And if not, what would be the game you would choose to do with each other? All right, let's go to you, Slugger, first, and then I'll chime in. What do you, what do you got to say about this? We've platinumed some games together. And yeah. maybe what would you choose as the next one that you'd want to do, too? Maybe that's a fair question. Ooh, next one. Well, I guess... Let's hit what we've talked about. We've already talked about, um, let's see, we've talked about Fall Guys. We had a lot of great nights on Fall Guys as like a community, not even just with like us talkers, because I, I guess I wasn't even a, on the podcast and I was just a listener. Right. It was you, Daryl, Eli leading the show. Um, I was a listener and I was like, oh man. I don't know. We just, you know, we're super tight knit in the Discord. Yeah. And it was you three and me and maybe f anywhere from like, depending on the night, two to like four other people. And we just go in with a huge group. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, it was always just craziness. By the end of the night, like everyone's just delirious and no one can understand what anyone's saying. Everyone's just laughing. It's a <laughs> lot of laughter playing that game. Yeah. Hands down. Probably one of the most, oh, and this was also like peak COVID. I think COVID like completely boosted and helped Fall Guys. Um, Absolutely, it did. To like Animal Crossing and like Call of Duty Warzone, all that types of, you know, it was just the right time frame for everyone to be stuck inside and it brought all of us closer together. The Fall Guys was freaking such a great time, such a great time with the group. I don't know. We how do you want to do this? Do you want to bounce back and yeah, forth? Yeah, well, so one of the other ones are the same stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I guess like one of the other ones we've talked about on the show a decent amount that Daryl also did with us was Rogue Company. That was another one that really came uh, to mind yeah. for me as one of the first games that we had all done. And again, at that point, you know, you were just a listener, so it was still me and Eli and, and Daryl. But we again played with you know anywhere from a full party to you know having maybe four or five people. I think at one point we even had enough to try to do custom games, 
and then in the one of the first nights we played, and then we realized uh, we don't actually get like a, a you know trophies or anything for this, so we're just gonna fucking leave it and play in matchmaking. But that was a really fun one. I think Rogue Company is a very competent and fun third person like shooter, third base squad or third person squad based shooter. I think it's really fun. The characters are interesting. The gun setup is interesting. The sort of like store aspect of it that you get that kind of merges Counter Strike a little bit into that is really fun and yeah by the end of that you know period of playing that game we all knew the game very well we knew the areas of the maps really well i'd say we were pretty decent at the game as well and i, I, I yeah and i remember daryl just being the tank with the shield <laughs> and just and just like blocking areas off that was pretty fun so yeah rogue company was another one that jumped to mind immediately for me yeah uh, daryl yeah did you is, he played oh, as the tall samoan guy he did. He Daryl, you played the, the tall guy Simone guy. Was a, the shield guy was a tall Simone guy. <laughs> An absolute legend. Yeah. What about you, Daryl? Anything to add on Fall Guys or Rogue Company or another game that we've platinum together? Because there's a couple that we still haven't named. Yeah. Um, Strange Brigade was one that you and I and Eli played. Yes. Uh, together a few Saturdays in a row, which was uh, a fun game. You know, I'm surprised we actually stuck with that game from beginning to end. Even like when we were done with the story, we we did like a lot of like the the uh, the miscellaneous stuff. Like there was like some zombie horde mode that we had to do. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, survive to like level like round 25 it was like the call of duty version of zombies mm -hmm. um which was fun you know i, I really want to go back to that game but that that was one that we played together you know calling you and i we played a few call of duties together yeah i remember that for advanced warfare and you and eli yeah. i think played ghosts if i recall yep and i don't think you um slugger you and i have played a game from beginning to end uh yet no i'm i was trying to think maybe the division but you already had the platinum you just helped us yeah our platinums yeah i just helped um looking at your list though um i just like went with the first game i saw Borderlands to pre-sequel. I do not have the platinum for that. Mm -mm. Ooh, that's that's one that I've been itching to go back into. We raced that game. Up. I don't know how far into it you are, but that'll be a cool one to get. I would probably start over. Um, but I don't know. <clears throat> I get, You can maybe count Shredder's Revenge. We did a couple trophies together on that, and then we kind of... We like worked on our own solo for a little bit, and then we came together right in the middle, and then we parted ways again and earned our platinum solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the other one that I said actually, though, that you had mentioned, Slugger, was Division One. So you know the DLC specifically, but th yeah, but what's kind of funny about that though is like we got the plats, and then we all kind of like, like Slugger, you didn't do much of the DLC, and then Daryl, you got really into the oh gosh, what's the DVD. name of that mode? Yeah, what the fuck was that mode called? Oh my goodness. Either way. And then I got like super into like the underground game mode. So we kind of like did separate DLCs. But a couple of the survivor rounds we tried to do together. That was pretty fun. And yeah, the, the other one that I said was the Mean Greens for Daryl and I. Which we didn't do nearly all of it together. But we did do some of the, the grindy online trophies together. And got that knocked out. So there's been quite a few. We've also attempted to play 
uh, Elder Scrolls Online with a group for a little bit. We have played Fortnite together as a group for for a bit. Uh, I'm oh, surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised we've never really gotten into Warzone as a group, just because that's another one that's like free to play, and most of us, you know, like you don't have to worry about the trophies for that necessarily. And like, yeah, so that's a that's a pretty cool one that we should maybe do at some point. But yeah, there's been a decent amount, Zachary, to your point. And I would say maybe the next one, one that's been kind of like catching my eye beyond the Strange Brigade DLC that Daryl mentioned was Fallout 76, just because that was Ooh. a free game on Plus, and I don't think. It's that crazy. I mean, I think it takes like a hundred hours or something, but I don't think it's like entirely unachievable or unrealistic to get. Yeah, that's a time more of a time difficulty than it is like skill difficulty. Right. It's like, can you stand playing the same game for the next hundred to hundred and fifty hours? Well, I'm sure all of us here probably own Resident Evil Resistance as well. Which is like the one that's like the asymmetrical it came with Resident Evil 3 remake and yeah that would be a fun one to maybe do together although I think the servers are pretty much dead on that so you'd, you might want four people or whatever but yeah I think so if I had a pick it's kind of selfish but I think it'd be a lot of fun me and Eli try to get this going I think Minecraft would be a blast with a big group oh Minecraft I'm not like, dude I don't know man <laughs> we could even do it as a as a whole Discord community, like, hey, here's our Discord's like Minecraft server, and everyone has their own little houses, bases, and we all work together, and we can all work towards the plot together. Like me and Eli started it. I was actually the weak link. Uh, I played like two nights with him, and then I stopped, and something else caught my eye, and I was playing something else, and he was sending me messages like, "Yo, I put like 200 diamonds in your chest. I found playing this week," and I'm like, "Bro, I don't, I don't." I want to work for it. I just I appreciate the help, but it's not as fun when you're just giving me 200 diamonds to go do whatever I want. Right. <laughs> for me to play other games and just get the platinum on the side. And I had like logged in one time. I still have my my little like 10 by 10 hut. And I look over where like Eli's hut was two weeks ago. And now it was like a castle. And he's like, oh, yeah, my son built that. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm done with Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> My son built this castle. I just I know what would happen for that game is that people would start playing it and then I would get massive FOMO because there's people that play a ton in our Discord. And so all of a sudden, like a bunch of people would start popping the plats and I'd be way behind and then I would just be like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> like I'd get discouraged and be like, I'm out yeah. here. You know, it's it was sort of like what happened with Elder Scrolls Online where it's like so you know, the it's hard in those big of games when it's when you're not guided by like linear levels and things to do together, like in Strange Brigade or whatever. It's so hard to corral and actually have the same goals and the same cadence yeah. for how you play the game. That I think is the hardest part about doing big games like that. You really like if you're gonna be like, hey, we're gonna play Saturdays for three hours or whatever, or two hours every Saturday. You gotta stick to the just the Saturdays and to be like because when you don't and like some people get way ahead or way behind and it's just really tough. So that's all I would say about that. I think that's what we ended up doing with Strange Brigade. We we were pretty pretty committed to just you know playing the playing the game the Saturday night and not advancing the story until the next Saturday night. We all met up again. Yeah, and I think that worked pretty well to do it that way. It was different yep. with something like Fall Guys or whatever, where you could just like you could r hop on and do matchmaking by yourself or whatever. But 
yeah, for for those games where you're like trying to get through an actual story and whatever, I think it's it's important to do. But thank you for the question, Zachary. Hope you enjoyed the answers there. Our final question of the show comes to us from the Slide G Cooper, and he asks, if you could pick three genres out of your comfort zone to earn Platinums in, what would they be? All right, I'll go first on this one because I, th- I think they're pretty, they're pretty self-explanatory. I think you could guess them. So the first one that I would say is a racing slash a driving sim game. I have a, a very strong desire to like racing games and racing sims and be good at them because... I think cars are cool. I'm not a car guy in the sense of like me tinkering with cars and stuff like that, but I think fast cars doing sick shit is awesome. So I just think they're a ton of fun, and I really enjoy things like Need for Speed Underground back in the day or even Horizon Chase Turbo more recently. You know, like just more arcade-style racers. So I need to – I want to try to make that jump over to something that's more of like the Forza – not Forza Horizon, but just like the core entry or Gran Turismo or something and, and really give it a shot. And I know they're intense. The, the Platinums are generally pretty rare. The communities are very hardcore. So I think that one would be a fun one to go after. I'm choosing that basically instead of sports because that was the other one I considered. So racing or driving sim. Um, and then second choice would be CRPG. So something like Baldur's Gate 3, for example, which I just don't have. There's so few games like that even that you can get on the PlayStation ecosystem that it's just rare for me to even encounter these things and try to play these games and when i you know think about playing baldur's gate one and two for example they just seem very i don't know they seem very old and they seem very dated and i think the systems would be overly like complicated and you know just weirdly obfuscated as well like you're never going to understand what you're supposed to be doing so baldur's gate three has really piqued my interest though and made me want to maybe re-examine this along with what was there was that other game that was from that like russian studio why can i not think of the name of this now it was Uh like that's going to drive me nuts because I have the first one. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Either way, oh, yeah, I'll, find, I'll find it. There's some other options like that <clears throat> as well. And then last but not least, I would say a fighting game. And similarly to like the racing thing, I've played more like arcade style fighters and really found them fun. But hardcore fighting games like the new Mortal Kombat that just came out or Street Fighter 6 that came out earlier this year, something like that. I don't have a platinum in anything like that. I have some trophy percentage in Mortal Kombat. I think it's 10. And that's probably the closest I've really gotten. So I think a fighting game one would be cool, again, just because it's tough. And the community is very dedicated. It usually requires some online play uh, in some sort of ranked capacity. So you actually have to get really decent at these games to get the Platinums. And I think that's a really fun way to go about it. And before before someone comments or says something in the the Discord later, I realize I do have Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl platinum but that that barely counts <laughs> as, a, as a fighting game <laughs> and, and it was really not very fun to do so yeah those are my three racing or driving sim a crpg and a fighting game daryl let's go to you next what do you have for your three genres out of your comfort zone uh so first would be sports games for sure you know um sport games are just notoriously known for having very bad trophy lists because a huge part of their list, you know, contains online trophies. And in this day and age, a lot of those games are on the time clock. They're, you know, those servers aren't sticking around for the long run. So, yeah, you got a year or two. You know, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it could be even shorter than a year at this point. But, you know, sports games for sure, you know, I, I would love to earn, you know, the platinums in those 
because growing up, I played a lot of like the football uh, uh, Madden games, and then more recently the NBA Two K uh, basketball games. Um, those were great games to play. I absolutely enjoy playing those games because I did not have to worry about trophies. But you know, now that trophies has kind of become a thing for me, those are like the things I'm always thinking about when it comes to sports games. And most of the time, I'm just turned off from even attempting to play one, even though I know I'm going to have a, a pretty good time with it. Yeah. So sports game will be my number one. Uh, Sub-genre of multiplayer games will be um, primarily Battle Royale games. So these games kind of scare me, too, because... You know, I'm just not quick with the trigger anymore. I just feel like a lot of the, <laughs> these Battle Royale games, dude, there's so many people that are just freaking good at the game. Um, you know, when I think of Battle Royale games, I'm just always thinking of Black Ops and, you know, bl the, the Blackout mode you have to play and just the, the crazy trophies that are on that list, you know, tied to the online portion of it. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if I got the skills for that. It'll be interesting to see what the state of the play is now, considering the game's been out for a while, but I'm sure just because of the name of the game, you know, Call of Duty, Call of Duty would be big no matter what. So I'm sure there'll still be a pretty good, decent amount of people playing it, and they're probably just more of the hardcore players. So I'll, I'll definitely... Are you talking about for Black Ops games. 4? The, the yeah. Blackout mode? Yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. I'll I'll try it with you if you ever lucky. want to, you know, because I still I mean, need it. I am, uh, I'm definitely interested. I just probably gotta get lucky and just land in with a bunch of sweats, <laughs> and uh, maybe they'll carry me. Yeah, but, you know, but yeah, that's that. That'll be my number two, and then third would be like the city sim games. Like I like those, uh, like city building games where you can like make your own city, your own theme park, whatever. I think they're really cool. Oh, it's, shit. Um, something I would definitely want to get into. But, dude, I got totally turned off after playing Tropical 5. I'm not saying that Tropical 5's game mechanics are probably what all the other City Sin games are like. But, man, like, in Tropical 5, it really turned me off when I was, like, on the time system. Where, like, I had to build a city in a certain amount of time. And then, like issue mandates policies laws and all sorts of things to where i had to boost up the the population's support so they would vote me in for another term so i was like against the clock dude i was like trying to like do so much generate income uh build all these places and things and stuff like that to make the city uh pretty pretty wealthy you know but like I had to do all that and like raise up like the, the public support so they would like elect me in that an, another term. And it got really stressful because I'm like, dude, I want to make a city, but like I'm I'm like running against the clock now. I'm having to do so much. Like it, it was just too much work for this game. I'm like, this is not a game that I imagine would be like. It was like I definitely <laughs> did not want to play that game anymore. Um, it turned me away from like wanting to play like some of the other games, like the farming simulator, uh, the Jurassic World Evolution one. Like oh, I yeah. really want to play that one. That one sounds cool, man. Yeah. 
I know it sounds cool, like just to build a, a park full of dinosaurs and maybe witness like a, a like a containment breach and your dinosaurs just wreak havoc on the park. That would be cool to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that game totally turned me off from like these sim building games because like I don't know what they're gonna you know entail. I, I you know I could probably just research for myself like. Is there some sort of mechanic where you're kind of like against the clock and have to like do certain things before you like? Because what ends up happening is if you don't get the public support, you basically had to like restart the whole thing again. So like building your city would just be turned into like rubble. You would have mm. to start all yeah, over. Yeah, you got to start at the very like, beginning. No, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, that's a turn off for me. That's rough. I was looking at. I don't know if you've heard of that game, City Skylines, before, Daryl, but. There's City Skylines 2 just came out recently, or at least, or is coming out very recently. And I was like, oh, is that on PlayStation? Because you would maybe really love that. But it's actually only on Xbox and PC, from what I can tell. So that's a bummer. But Jurassic World mm. Evolution 2, there's a trophy trophy guide up for it. It's sitting at a 2.72% rarity, so it's an ultra rare. 6 out of 10 difficulty, 1 playthrough, 80 hours. So, I mean, not horrible necessarily. It's just a long one. But it seems like it'd be fun. To do definitely there's four dlcs okay interesting interesting but I, I like those choices of genre sir very good and if you ever do want to get into black ops 4 and try out blackout i'll certainly try it with you i never got any wins in blackout but i ended up getting i don't know maybe i want to say like 10 wins in warzone or something during the first like six months it was out or whatever like i that wasn't horrible at warzone so we'll see we might be able to do okay okay yeah all right, Slugger, what about you? What do you have for your genres out of your comfort zone? I changed it on the fly to mix it up because I did have sports games originally. Uh, <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. I No, I won't, I won't describe it. Daryl kind of took mine, and I thought, ooh, all right, I'll use my backup genre. So I think like an MMO or something similar to an MMO. Now, actually, let me... Before I dive into the reason why, all the genres I picked, they're definitely genres I play. I have no problem playing these types of genres, but going for the platinum in these genres always intimidate me. And these are the types of games that I always end up with like 5 to 10% or I don't really come anywhere close to the platinum. So MMO would be my first one. It's kind of the same reason we dove into Elder Scrolls Online uh, at the beginning of this year. I, I think a little bit of it is nostalgia. I love the idea of like, I'm going to dive into a single world. I'm going to get super engrossed. I'm going to like, not really role play, but it's like, oh, I get to learn the world. There's a community aspect, like just really put all my time and effort into one game. And with MMOs, you can do that for hundreds of hours and, you know, see different things through all that. You're not just repeating the same thing over and over again. And like, I have tons on my profile I could go back and clean up. Uh, like, I have Neverwinter, Terra, Skyforge, Black Desert Online. I never started, but we got that on PlayStation Plus recently. Elder Scrolls Online, Final Fantasy 16. Like, I could really throw a dart at any of these and just dive into it. Uh, Star Trek Online, too. I didn't really like that one. Oh, being interesting. Honest. Star Trek. Okay. I There's um, a market for a good Star Trek game, man. I really think there is. Like, they had that Resurgence one come out, which was the narrative sort of telltale style one but if they yeah. did a 
they did an MMO right or even like a tactical ship to ship combat game right, it could be really fun. Make it like Starfield. Yeah. Exactly. But uh yeah, I would I start all these cuz I'm always like all right, I'm going to I want to take a big bite of something big and just dive into it and lose myself in it. And I don't like lose myself in it the way I expect myself to. Like in middle not middle school, I guess my first two or three years of high school, so freshman to I don't remember if it was sophomore junior year or maybe it was all throughout high school. I dove like very deeply into World of Warcraft. I got like super engrossed. You know, you have the whole guild system where it's like, all right, I'm a tank. Mm-hmm. Raid nights are on Saturdays. We're linking up. You like you're with all of these people online that you're like you're friends with, but you don't know them. And you're like excited when you see certain people come out like and then you're exploring new stuff together and doing dungeons for the first time together and raids for the first time together. And I don't know, there's always something like magical about MMOs, but it's it's kind of hard joining these games late, which is what always intimidates me. It's like, all right, I'm starting as a new guy and everyone's already like completed all the content like three times over. Everyone who's still playing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, everyone's max um, level already. So you almost have to like get into one of these games right when they launch, but you never know if it's going to be a good one or a bad one, which is why I have so many of these played on my profile. I've been reading rumors that DC Universe Online is... Because that game's still being updated. There's rumors that they may launch a PS5 version uh, with a whole bunch of new stuff, kind of like a 2.0 version of the game. I think that would be super dope to maybe dive into. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, so, yeah, MMO, I guess MMO would be number one. Number two, I put roguelikes. Now, I freaking love roguelikes, but so I kind of want to focus on the harder ones that intimidate me. Um, stuff like, like the, so Hades was pretty easy. There's tons of accessibility options in Hades. There's other easier roguelikes that are very, like, beginner-friendly. And then you have, like, the hard shit, like Binding of Isaac. Uh, there's one called Curse of the Dead Gods which I bought and I also believe came free on PlayStation Plus at one point. Dead Cells is notoriously pretty difficult. I would love to get a Platinum in one of those games. Um, I like playing them. I love Binding of Isaac and every second I've played of it, but going for the Platinum in those hard ones where it's like, not only do you have to have the skill, but with the skill, it's going to be 100 plus hours. That Like that intimidates me. I... I'm down for a time commitment, but getting the skill and the time commitment and it's going to be stressful for 100 plus hours, like that's a much tougher sell for me to kind of stick around. So I know that's not really like a hard roguelike. It's not really a genre, but. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, though. Totally. Yeah. And last but not least, um, arguably one of my favorite genres to play, which they don't really exist anymore. I don't even know what you call it. But I had band games, um, or band games. I would say peripheral games. Uh, I'm uh, talking yeah. like Guitar Hero, Rock Band, DJ Hero was one I played way back on the Xbox 360. <laughs> I have so many awesome memories of like linking up with uh, buddies from high school, and we'd stay up all night, literally all night, just fucking jamming on Rock Band, and. Um, I bought Rock Band 4. I think that was the the last one to come out. 
shit, I don't know, that was probably six or seven years ago. Yeah, that is a while like ago. Find that, yeah, trying to find that magic again. And it's still a lot of fun to play, but it's it's just not the same when you're playing solo. Like, a lot of the magic goes away. They're They're enjoyable, but they're very, like, tough platinums. Most of the time, it's like, hey, especially with Rock Band, it's you gotta get five stars on all the songs on the drums, the microphone, the guitar, the bass, like every instrument. And it, it's just, they're very daunting games, very daunting platinums. If you don't have a band, cause some of them will say like, if I remember right, you know, get five stars as a whole band on every song. And then you have to rely on playing online with other people. Uh, so not only do you have to be very good, but everyone else has to be very good. And those games are dead now, so there's, I believe you can still earn the Platinum in them, but I, and maybe there's a couple Guitar Heroes where you could earn solo without online play. I think it'd be cool to go back and, like, snag one of those, but yeah, the the skill level required, um, mm-hmm. it's pretty high. Yeah, definitely. 100%. I can do, I, I mean, I can hold my own on some Guitar Hero and Rock Band on the guitar and drums, but I don't know how I would do with like the singing. Yeah. I don't have a great voice. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, no one ever. I mean, I never wanted to do that part of the rock band. I was always drums. Yeah. Dude, the drums are so sick. And the drums were so fun. Oh my gosh. My, my wife hated me when I bought the rock band for, and she would come out and she'd be like, babe, fucking one in the morning. And all I hear is dunk. I guess it wasn't even a, a soft dunk. It was more of a tap. It'd be like tap, 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 tap. And it like there's no way to quiet those. No, yeah, I mean you're you have to bang on this thing. Yeah, there is no way to do it quiet. And I'd so be funny. playing with headphones on, so I have the music blasting in my headphones. I can't hear the tapping that's going on. So she's trying to sleep in the other room. <laughs> All she hears is just random ass tapping. It used to drive her nuts. And kind of why I stopped playing, to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah. man that's great that's a good that's a good genre though i hadn't really considered that before i must admit as like a an option you know but it, yeah that's so true it's a really good one before i forget daryl i was just looking jurassic world evolution one and two are both on sale as well as city skylines remastered so if you want to get one of those sim style games there's a bunch of them on sale right now so don't forget about it all right. All right. All right. Uh, very good. Okay. So with that, let's get into our PlayStation Plus roundup because that's going to do it for our Patreon submitted questions. So Slugger, why don't you take us away with our PlayStation Plus roundup, partner? Well, howdy there, partner. Well, I do declare. Who's ready for some PlayStation Plus roundup? <laughs> roundup. All right. These games just went live yesterday i believe uh or not live but they were announced yesterday so i'm gonna hit you guys with the playstation plus essential games for november colin is very familiar with one of these which is aliens fireteam elite his game of the year for 2021 shit's Ask ass all about it in the Discord. absolute ass <laughs> <laughs> it actually might have been 22 um it was last year Zachary, this was one of the games we tried to platinum as a group and it, it never happened yeah, let me tell you what that game can go itself. All right, that's what I have to say about that. 
<clears throat> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Alien, you're good. Alien, 10 difficulty, 100 plus hours. There was, they still add content to that game. It is, uh, they're trying hard. If you don't know anything about this game, it's similar to, uh, uh, shoot, what's that zombie game? Oh, um, oh my gosh, World War Z. That's it. World War Z, is it Left 4 Dead? Left 4 Dead, yes. Back for Blood. Le- yeah, back for butt, like in the same vein as that, where you're going from point A to point B, getting swarmed by thousands of things along your way. Um, very difficult platinum. Me, Colin, and one of our community members, Skrillis, tried very hard uh, to work this, and it, it's tough. We got stuck. I mean, we basically hit a wall of, we had the collectibles. We were ju- we just needed to level out weapons or yeah, like a bunch of different weapons and stuff, but also beat the harder difficulties. And the problem is you can't do like both of those at the same time because like trying to use a new character and new gear when playing the harder difficulty, you just get absolutely destroyed. So for context, yeah. like we beat the first two difficulties and then we jumped to the third highest one up and we couldn't even beat the first level. That's like how much of a jump there is, and you have to do the whole campaign on all four difficulties. I actually think five now with the DLC. I think mm-hmm. they added another one to it. So again, just just wild. It's not that the game is bad. I just think that the jump in difficulty is is too extreme. Like they, it's just too much. They they didn't need to make it that grindy in order to be able to do that game. It's funny too because we were on the end of the second difficulty and i remember us talking about like oh the progression's kind of good right now like, yeah this will be fine we'll just naturally progress up to the hardest level it, it'll all be okay and then we got to that first level of the third <laughs> difficulty and we're like no way does it get this hard like i thought it was a joke like, yeah it would be like going from like a three or four out of ten difficulty game to like a nine or ten difficulty game yeah it felt like yeah and like it's not like we were f- like joking around the whole like we tried it seriously like coordinated efforts to beat it and it was just that tough so i don't know props to you if you've been able to play more of that game and you can do it but i'm gonna stay away from fireteam elite for the time being what else it's we got definitive edition Ooh yeah um so this is the base game mafia 2 plus all the dlc i'm only going to talk about the base game right now which if you go for the platinum and then Difficulty 26 hours. The collectibles in this game, just want to point out, you collect Playboy covers, so boobies <laughs> and all shown in the game. <laughs> yeah, be careful where, where you play the game. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're underage, maybe uh, skip this one or wait till mom and dad go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit racy, okay? Yeah. I do have this game started that I need, so I need to clean it up at some point. But I played it on the 360. It's a very, I thought it was a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed what I played of it up to that point. Next up, we got Dragon Ball The Breakers. I know absolutely nothing about this. Um, PSM Profile says it's an adventure fighting game. Um, it's very online, multiplayer focused, it looks like. Uh, just about every trophy in the game is multiplayer. So if you go for the platinum in this, it's a five out of ten difficulty, 70, 70 hours. That's a seven zero. Uh, so you're in it for the long haul there. So some pretty tough platinums um, this month. I yeah. What you guys think about them? Well, IGN gave Dragon Ball 
the breakers a five out of ten. So you know it's a banger. <laughs> I'm seeing that that it just has really bad controls, really poor camera, and the best part about it is just getting to play as the villains. So I mean, I guess what I would say is that overall, I don't. I think it's a good offering this month. It happens to be a month where like I already have progress on or own two of these games, so they don't really do anything for me. And then the third and final game is one that just doesn't interest me because of how multiplayer centric it is and how grindy it is. So for me mm. personally, it's like, ah, I'm kind of whatever on it. But if you didn't own Mafia 2 or Alien Fireteam Lead already and you hadn't played them already, I think this is a pretty like decent month. Like Neither of those games is going to absolutely blow you away, but one of them is a pretty fun single-player experience. And then with Fireteam Elite and Dragon Ball Breakers, you get like multiplayer experiences you can play with your friends on PlayStation. So, yeah, I mean, they just, they just happen to be two kind of rough trophy lists there, with the exception yeah. of Mafia 2. That's, that's the downside. But in terms of like what you're getting for the month, I don't think it's horrible. But, yeah, what about you, Daryl? I will say... Go ahead. Sorry. Real quick, if if you don't care about the platinum, the completion percentage, like us crazies do on this show, uh, I personally do think Aliens Fireteam Elite is a pretty good game. Yeah, uh, there's some cool lore there, um, lots of fun gameplay, especially if you can get in there with some friends. Like I, when we played up until we got stuck, I was having a good time. Same, I agree. It's worth checking out. Yeah. If if you don't care about the platinum, if you're good with just getting to like fifty or sixty percent in that game, and you're like, ah, it's fine, <laughs> then yeah, this, this, you'll enjoy it. But yeah, Daryl, what about you? What do you think of these? Uh, Alien Fireteam Elite sounds pretty cool. Um, the the trophy sounds pretty rough, but I think that kind of I think I can definitely work with that game. Like like Slugger said, just playing with friends. I think that would probably be the only benefit to me to play that game is that I'll play it with people I know I'll have a good time with. Um, and maybe if I like get super into the game, um, I'll probably take it a little bit more seriously and uh, definitely try to earn that plat. It's a rare Mafia one. Mafia 2 is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to add that to, to the collection. Uh, a rare platinum so we'll see i mean it will adding it to my library <laughs> take notes colin <laughs> hey well i already own it so i don't need to add either of those two this this i would add that and mafia if i didn't own them but i already own them but uh mafia 2 is probably another one i'll take a look at uh i, I really enjoy mafia i've I, I started the mafia series with two so had a lot of good uh, memories with that game on the 360 play three uh so this might actually get me to play uh mafia 2 again just because there, there's some added content with it and you know i i really really enjoy the the mafia series so that'll be a fun game to get back into dragon ball not so much uh didn't really grow up watching dragon ball so it's not really a game i'm really you know, all that connected to, but still a pretty good game. Uh, I think for all those who are fans of the of the Dragon Ball Z world. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, again, I think we all agree there. There's, there's strong offerings. It's just from a trophy perspective, there's a couple that are rough. 
So that, yeah. that's not a horrible thing. I think it's a pr- pretty good. And I would say it feels like PlayStation Plus Essential has been pretty solid the last few months. As much as I like to joke about how, <laughs> the quality of Saints Row or whatever from last month, I mean, that you got Callisto Protocol the month before. Like, there's usually like one game here that's like, all right, this is pretty good beginning. So that's great. Well done, Sony, on that. All right, guys, let's get into then, what we... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Ooh, you were going to shout something out. Sorry, what... I do want to shout shout out one thing while we're on the talk of uh, subscriptions. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of people, at least in our Discord community that I'm aware of, um, use EA Play. Um, but EA Play is similar to PlayStation Plus, but strictly for EA games. What I want to shout out is Dead Space was recently added to it. And if you've never been subscribed to EA Play before, uh, your first month is 99 cents. So if you were itching to play the Dead Space remake on your fancy new PS5 and your new TV and getting all the goodies with that game, uh, I know we're past Spooktober, but you could easily, I think, get through that Platinum in a month and play Dead Space for $0.99. If you have subscribed in the past, it's still pretty cheap. It's only 5 bucks. So if you're not in the business of... If you don't care too much about owning the game and you just want to play it and experience it and move on, I personally think it's worth shouting out. You can spend either a dollar to five dollars, get a month at EA Play, uh, play through Dead Space, and then unsubscribe. Yeah, it's a good shout out, definitely. I'm I'm so curious about that game. I just don't think I'll likely ever get to it, at least anytime soon. <laughs> Especially now that they gave Callisto for free on, you know, Essential a couple months back, because I haven't played that yeah. one, and that's like a, a new iteration on the same idea in my mind, and. Yeah, Alan Wake 2, which we've talked about in the Discord. Like, there's just, there's so many good survival horror games out right now. God, if Silent Hill 2 just comes out of nowhere with the remake, which at some point it will, it's like, man, too much. Too much. But a good shout-out, nonetheless. Thanks for thanks for that, sir. Yep. Okay, so let's get into what we've been playing. Or, sorry, Trophy List Reviews. Excuse me, episode 97. Woof! Let's get into Trophy List Reviews. We've each brought a trophy list to kind of dissect and go over from the releases the last couple of weeks or so, there's been so many good games like we talked about. It's just, it's not hard to find a fun thing to look at right now, is what I will say. So I think we've got a really good plethora of stuff here. Daryl, I think if you're okay, we'll go to you first, like we had discussed before we started recording. And we'll have you talk about your game. So what do you have for us? Sure. So I will be talking about Alan Wake 2. Speaking That's of the gonna, devil. Um... <laughs> Uh, one of the, the big names for 2023, I think a lot of people were anticipating this game to be a very good one and even talks of being a contender for game of the year, which is exciting because um, that alone has kind of persuaded me to look into this game to review and even to play. So, uh so a lot to a lot to say for this game, so we'll just jump right into it. So Alan Wake 2, developed by Remedy Entertainment, published by Epic Games, and is currently available worldwide on the PS5 as of October 27th. So it's been out for, for a few days now, and people are having an absolute blast with this game. I'm hearing nothing but good things about it. Uh, one of our patrons, Buff Cupcake, said that he really enjoyed this game. So it was really cool to see his review of the game. 
um, which is another reason why I really want to look into this game. Yeah. Um, so, trophy distribution, it's got one plat, zero golds, one silver, which is for completing the game itself. <laughs> uh, completing Alan Wake 2 gets you a silver. And 65 bronzes makes up the rest of the list. Can you believe it? Very like what is what is that, dude? <laughs> I mean, come on, what in the actual is that, dude? I don't understand. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm sorry, I had to get it out of there somewhere before before you get into just dissecting the list. It's awful. Why would they do that? Why? Please, like, there's oh my god, just fucking. <laughs> and anyway, go ahead. It, it, this game and um depending on what the other guys will talk about, it kind of fits the theme of, like, what the hell's going on with trophy lists recently. <laughs> Seriously. Um, this one... Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing for what's to come. And, yeah, you know, it's very bizarre. Uh, I cannot think of a game that's follow suit where basically the entire list was bronze. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's a game out there that's like that, but I could be wrong. I mean, Slugger and Colin, you you guys will probably be better at determining if there's actually a game out there uh, with this kind of trophy distribution. The only thing I can think of is the Disney Afternoon Collection, which which has has no platinum and is all bronze trophies. But there's only, I think there's less than 20 of them or something. So it's it's not only that it's this many bronzes, it's that there's 65 of them. <laughs> like, the, this game pre-DLC has 67 trophies, which is wild. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Just looking at those numbers alone, you would think there's a DLC included. Exactly, yeah. That's the real reason Colin's not, he refuses to play this game. He says, uh, it's going to mess up my schedule. No, he's pissed about the distribution. (laughs) Well, it can be both. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, you know, like I said, the game's only been out for a few days, but there's a ton of people who have already acquired the Platinum. Currently, the uh, Platinum Achievers count is at 275. Uh, that's 12.48% on PSN profiles and a 1.7% on PlayStation Native. So people are really racking up those Platinums very fast. Um, some some basic info about the game itself. So PowerPix has this game at a 2 out of 10 difficulty. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 15 to 25 hours. Wait, nicer. Nice. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's <laughs> awesome, actually. What the fuck? And one playthrough minimum, unless you miss collectibles. Nice. Um, which the game has. There are some missables in the game. So if that's something that you're worried about, definitely pull up a guide. But like I said, Buff, Cake, Buff Cupcake put out there that a lot of the collectibles you will be running into... They're very easy to find, and a lot of them are on the on the like the linear path as the story progresses. So, you'll find a lot of that, and the game gives you a chance to um, find a lot of those collectibles. There's a point of no return, uh, minus some exceptions to a few collectibles, which are ch- uh, chapter specific, I believe. 
the only downside this game does not have any chapter select, which I think is kind of strange given you know the day that we live you know this time of day that we live in. I feel like chapter select should just be a standard in most games. Why? Why is that not a feature that's included in everything? That's just me. Yeah, it is weird. In my opinion. I agree. But, uh, but yeah, pretty cool. You know, it's a fairly easy trophy list. Short game plu- uh game plu- game <laughs> playthrough. Um, it's a very short game. Not a ton of playthroughs that you'll need to play. So it makes for a very, you know, nice size package for the game. Um, which we absolutely enjoy, you know. And the big packages. Last time with the game. <laughs> <laughs> nice size packages. You're right. We do we do enjoy those. Uh, let's see. So yeah, let's just get into the list. So first trophy I'll talk about is the platinum. So Sisu is the name of the platinum. That's just for gaining all the trophies. The artwork, I'm not really sure what that is. It kind of looks like a deer with a knife sticking out of its mouth or chest. Can't really tell. Yeah, it is weird as hell. But it, it, it is strange. I, I got to look into that, see if there's any meaning behind that. Maybe it's more specific to like what's in, what's in the game. It could be. But the name itself is what's fascinating because, you know, Sisu, I was like, wait, what, what's going on with here? Like, what does that mean? Um, this is a Finnish term. And being that Remedy is a Finnish studio, I thought it was pretty cool to uh, look into that and see what it means. Mm. So Sisu means strength of will, determination, perseverance, and acting rationally in the face of adversity. So I don't know if that's more like specific to like Alan Wake and Saga Anderson, which is the second character in the game. I don't know if that's like more related to their story or if that's like just a developer's nod to the trophy hunters who actually got the platinum, who were determined and who persevered um, to get the platinum. So I have no idea, but, but it's, you know, Pretty cool topic for uh, for discussion, you know. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad you looked that up because I was like, that word seems like it would mean something. And it totally does, which is very awesome. Uh, let's see. So, story-related. So, like I mentioned, there's two characters, Alan Wake and Saga Anderson. Um, I am not... I have not played Alan Wake, so I am sorry if I get a lot of this stuff wrong. Um, so I do apologize in advance, <laughs> but we will go. He's a, phone. He's a phony, dude. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm being honest about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I didn't true. want to sound like a complete, you know, like idiot. Like what? Did she not play the first game? Or what is she talking about? Well, now you know why, because I have not played it. There you go. <laughs> but I do want to play it. I definitely do want to play it. See, this is why that another reason like really cool I can't, I don't want to get Alan Wake 2 is because I haven't beaten the first game. And I, I did buy the remaster on Xbox for on sale over there. So why? I, why? Because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to worry, I don't want to worry about trophies for the game. I'm just going to do one playthrough and then maybe I'll play free, it. It was free to claim. It was free to claim. Oh, I didn't claim it back when it was free. <laughs> oh my god! I think I'm about to, to, I'm about to disconnect right now. 
<laughs> yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot it was free. You're totally right. Anyway, yeah, I, I bought it on Xbox, and I'm going to do one playthrough over there, and then I'll maybe consider the Alan Wake 2 on PlayStation, bro, because this game looks awesome. It does. It does look pretty good. Every time I look at this game, I have to remind myself it's a video game mm. and not the next John Wick movie. Because <laughs> I'm always just like, oh, damn, new John Wick movie's coming. And then I see Alan Wake 2. I was like, fuck, this game keeps <laughs> tricking me. Uh, but anyways, so uh, story-related trophies. Uh, so there are 19, I think. The... the the trophy, the the trophies for a story related uh, ones are pretty strange because there's two different characters and they each have their own set of uh, chapter related trophies. So each character gets nine related trophies, which comes out to eighteen. So there's eighteen chapters in the game, I believe, and uh, each character gets their own set of nine trophies, and you know, I think it's maybe like midway through the game you're able to to switch back and forth between both characters which uh is a trophy itself at the very bottom the other side change between stories once so you can swap between different characters at different points in the game uh so the trophies themselves so the ones that are filled in the very first ones these are all just trophies that are related to saga and then the next nine, which are like kind of the, the silhouette uh, style numbers, these are the ones that you'll unlock for playing as Alan Wake. Okay. So I uh, just want to call that out uh, because each each of these trophies are specific to a character. And the trophies, the, the way they unlock is a bit odd is that, uh, like, like it's mentioned in Power Picks, it says that the, the trophies unlock at different parts of a chapter. It's not once you've completed the chapter. So, like, let's say you defeat a boss in one of the levels. You will get a trophy for completing the chapter, but you own, you won't be out of the, the chapter area until you actually leave it. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm just reading that right now. Okay. Weird. Huh. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that's like a huge like confusion for some players. I'm sure it won't be, but it's kind of odd that you know, like for doing certain things, like you know, may, maybe you gotta like turn the power on in the area. Oh, you've you've completed chapter three. Oh, strange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so like so <laughs> the triggers are gonna happen at weird times for sure. Right, right. Um, what I do like about this list though is that. A lot of it is unlocked just naturally, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, minus like the collectibles and combat-related stuff. A lot of these trophies you're just going to unlock as you go along in the story, uh, which really makes for like, you know, a stress-free like experience with this game. Uh, just to enjoy that narrative side of it, you don't really have to worry too much about trophies until you get to like the very end game, where you're like, "Do you want to advance?" So it's like, "Well, let's double check and make sure I have all the trophies I need before I proceed." Mm -hmm. uh, so that's a pretty cool thing about this game. Uh, one thing I for did forget to mention about this game is that there's no difficulty-related trophy, which is cool. 
because the remastered had difficulty trophies. It did. Uh, so this one is really nice to see that there's no difficulty trophy for people who just want to enjoy uh, a narrative-based game and just not have to worry about dying and, uh, you know, having a pretty rough time with the difficulty. So one of my favorite things about those, those type, type of games, I just rather enjoy the game and play it uh, as it's meant to be enjoyed, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so a few other things about the game, combat-related stuff. There are a few of those. Uh, which aren't too bad. There are a few to to be aware of. So some include like dodging at the last minute to avoid an enemy attack, uh, destroy a source point. These are like the the critical points uh, that you can take advantage of on the enemies that I guess one shot them. Destroy a darkness shield, stun an enemy with with a flashing, defeat an enemy with an explosion. And upgrading a weapon once and fully upgrading a weapon. Like I mentioned, a lot of these trophies you're just gonna unlock naturally. So a lot of this stuff you're just gonna do it like, you know, you, it, it's just gonna come to you naturally. So yeah. that's what I really like about the trophy list. Yeah. A lot of the, the combat related stuff I, I mentioned is not too hard. I, I feel like most people are just gonna have a pretty easy time with the combat related trophies. And same thing goes for the collectibles. There's a handful of them. Uh, so collectibles, there's all sorts of things you can collect. Uh, can collect, and they they vary from cult stashes, lunch boxes, uh, nursery rhyme dolls, puzzles, charms, the Coscola Brother commercials, writers journal journey videos, and weapons. A lot of these um, provide different things to the player. Uh, some can like help you to unlock like upgrades and things like that. Uh, maybe provide more context to the story and things like that. So uh, these are the ones you really want to pay attention to because some of the collectibles are missable, and you know you you definitely don't want to get screwed by the end of the game and find out that you had a missable. Uh, to go back for so one of the things to be very mindful of is just you know make make repeat uh, manual saves you know just to make sure that you cover your bases and you know at least have a save point you can just jump back into if you end up missing one of those collectibles yeah and uh, a few other things carry his words uh, these are the, um, the things you can collect for upgrades for Alan Wake. So cool thing about this is that there's actually 27 upgrades, which collecting all of them will um, be very beneficial to Alan Wake and for you as you're playing the game, but you only need one of them to uh, get the trophy. So you don't have to collect all 27, just one will be enough for the trophy itself. Nice. And that's pretty much it. Uh, there are a few bosses in the games that you'll probably come in, uh, you know, have to eventually encounter. Uh, the artwork for the the bosses are pretty cool. They're pretty creepy. <clears throat> yeah, and, they're really like minimalistic, but like effective. You know, they, they, oh, they yeah. freak me out. Yeah, this is like stuff that 
you know, if it was drawn by a kid, it'd probably make you shit your pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Some pretty cool, <laughs> some pretty cool artwork for for the bosses. So I'm really curious to see how they look in game. And other things to call out. So the artwork, I'm not really too blown away by the artwork. It's very like like you said, Colin. It's very minimalist. It's not really much going on. It's just like a simple, you know, picture of like, um, like numbers that are related to the chapters, uh, a first aid kit for using a health item, you know, things like that. You know, upgrading a weapon. There's a picture of a gun, stuff like that. It's very, very minimalist. Nothing yeah. too exciting. Uh, the color scheme. It's kind of like this light tinge green, kind of like a mint color. Yeah, I, I like the like color a lot. Online. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It, I, I like that it's in line with the the um, the color scheme for the the title of the game. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's very similar to that. So that's pretty cool that they're pretty similar in that case. And let's see. Nothing much to really call out. I think that's pretty much it for the game. Hopefully I did the game justice and made the Alan Wake fans pretty excited for this game if you haven't already played it. Um, I know myself, uh, I'm pretty excited for Alan Wake 2, but before I even considered playing that game, I definitely want to boot up Alan Wake 1. Uh, Fairly soon, you know, I'm making one of those last minute changes to the games I want to play to close out the year. So, yeah, uh, Alan Wake may push past God of War Ragnarok. Oh my god, it's been over a year in <laughs> since he got it. Oh man, no, it's yeah, okay. So we'll you, you know, you're gonna love it when you get to it. Like, I think the thing is with that, and like, it's kind of how I feel about Spider-Man Two right now, where I'm still, I still haven't like even got it or started it. It's like I know it's gonna be awesome. I don't need to worry about it. So in some sense, it helps because it's like it's gonna be there, and I'm gonna love it. So when I, I'll get to it, like when I get to it, I, I weirdly enough like don't feel FOMO with Spider-Man Two like I thought I would, which is awesome. So hopefully you feel that way about Ragnarok still. I do, I do. I I definitely got my entertainment set. So we we are in we are in business finally. <laughs> You're ready to go. Finally. Yep. Yeah, Slugger, are you gonna get Alan Wake too? What are you thinking about this game? <clears throat> For sure. I've been thinking about buying it just because I've been hearing amazing things and I wanna support him and then maybe checking it out in the next couple of weeks, uh after my A to Z after Spider Man. But I think I'll wait. I think uh it seems like they're doing it's getting the praise it deserves, but uh, I've seen nothing negative about it. Um, I'm very, very interest, interested in it. Uh, like you, Colin, I... Well, did you play it in the past, the first one? Yeah, I mean, I rented it from... This is... I'm dating myself. Rental... Video rental stores, guys. I rented this game, and I played it over a weekend, but I didn't beat it. I don't know how far into it I was relatively. I feel like... I, I don't know. I probably put, let's call it, six or seven hours into the first game. And that's okay. about it. Yeah, I I think I got all the achievements on my old, old Xbox profile. Um, I at least beat it on there. 
I never played the American Nightmare DLC, so my plan whenever I get to Alan Wake is to get the Platinum on Alan Wake, I'm going to jump to Xbox, do the American Nightmare DLC, and then jump back to Alan Wake 2. Nice. So, definitely yeah. intrigued. It, it seems like a lot of people are loving this right now. Yeah, I'm. it's... I know I was saying in the Discord I'm not going to get it. I still don't know if I'm going to get it for sure, like, anytime soon. But like you're saying, I do just kind of want to buy it to have it because I'm sure that I will want to play it at some point and then I can, you know, I don't mind paying full price for the game if it supports the devs and stuff like that. One one thing I right. do think is a little bit annoying, though, is that there's no physical version of this game. Like the future you, is now. You can only get it digitally. It's, very, it's along the lines of Baldur's Gate 3. With that as well, which is fine. Like, I'm, I also, like, I've more recently gotten back into physical games, but I still buy it mostly digital. And, like, the, the thing that just sucks about it is in terms of, like, holidays. Because normally I would ask for, like, a game or something for Christmas. But I can't uh, yeah. ask for Alan Wake or Baldur's Gate 3 because, like, I, I could just ask for a PSN gift card. It's just less exciting. I don't know. It, it doesn't have the same yeah. feel to it. But regardless, and, I think this game looks accidentally... awesome. And then you get the gift card, and you accidentally buy 50 versions of Jumping Taco, and your <laughs> gift card's gone. No, what happens is I get the gift card, and then I have the choice because the money's just on my account. And then I start looking at the sales, and I'm like, well, maybe I should get – you know, yeah. it's like just if I just get the game, it's like then I have it. <laughs> it's here. I have yeah. to play it. You know, it's – yeah. Anywho. All right. Well, very good, Daryl. I'm, I'm very excited about this game. Good choice. Thanks for going over it with us. And I have to say, as much as the bronze thing does annoy me, like the distribution is just god-awful for this game, the actual trophy hunting experience of the game sounds ideal, right? Being able to play through it, maybe you have a collectible guide up, maybe you don't, and you just you, you go through this thing. It's one playthrough. A lot of it happens as you go. If you want to play on hard, you can. You can play it on normal or easy if you want, and you just get to enjoy the story. So it sounds very fun. Very fun indeed. All right, Slugger, what do you have for us? What do you got in terms of another banger trophy list? <laughs> oh boy, we might have to have a little discussion before I drive or dive into the trophy list for this one, because in a trophy talk podcast, first I am going to be doing a DLC trophy list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not a full game trophy list, unless it's on PS4. Uh, unless it's on PS4, yeah, PS4 exclusive platinum. So, if you are in tune with PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 or Trophy News, uh, you probably already know this by the time you're hearing this, but Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is the game I'm going to be reviewing. And the big drama surrounding this game right now is on the PS5 version. It's a DLC under the Modern Warfare 2 list. <sighs> which, my... It's very, very strange. Um, yeah. I have I have the plat. Well, I don't have the Platinum. Uh, Colin has the Platinum in Modern Warfare 2. I'm pretty much ready to pop the Platinum whenever I want in Modern Warfare 2. I just have a couple trophies, easy trophies left. And, uh, well, we'll go with Colin's percentage. His percentage is going to drop from his nice, clean 100% down to a 49% with this move. 49 percent <laughs> i pre not even previously had the platinum guys full 100 percent s now 49 percent it dropped my percentage by a solid 0.15 today or whenever it popped which was really annoying 
All right, go it's, ahead. It's crazy. So, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Before I dive into the list, I think we should just kind of talk about this move. I, my thoughts on on it are it's really, 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 really weird. I understand what they're doing, um, because I've done some digging. Apparently, they're creating like a hub, almost like a game launcher. Yeah, and that's starting with Modern Warfare Two, and the launcher is called called Call of Duty Headquarters, uh, or COD HQ. And you will essentially log into the launcher app and play your whatever Call of Duty game you want through there. So who knows? Modern Warfare 4 or whatever the next, you know, Call of Duty 2024 game is may also be a DLC under this list. And what I think is weird is it's falling under the Modern Warfare 2 list. So how the hell does that work? What happens if I don't own Modern Warfare? Yeah. Say, hey, I skipped Modern Warfare 2. I want to dive into Modern Warfare 3 on PS5. Do you just get DLC trophies and you have nothing on the main list? Like, how I, does that work? I think so. And apparently that will net you 51% of the... So you'll actually yeah. have more than if you have... <laughs> than if you have Modern Warfare 2. But no Platinum. So I don't know. I think we should go around the horn before I dive into the actual list on this. Because it they claim it's a full game or they were marketing it as a full game. It's now a DLC list, so it's kind of a DLC, kind of an expansion, kind of a full game, however you interpret it. What do you guys think of this move? I mean, like... Rant I mean, away, like, like, I know you're like most what pissed. the actual <laughs> is happening, dude. What is I, I, I don't even know. What, is, what are these companies thinking? The, the thing that's even more fucked up about it is the PS4 version having a, a Platinum... So the capabilities there, right? They're like, oh, for this thing, it still has Modern Warfare 2, by the way. It still is going to use that launcher. But for whatever reason, on the PS4, it's got the Platinum. So if you're interested in the trophies in that sense and having a Platinum for Modern Warfare 3, you're going to play an inferior version for sure. Like, do not do not kid yourself. We are highly and very, or highly, we're very quickly approaching the point where PS5 games, like playing on the PS4, are going to start to run like shit. If it hasn't happened already, it's going to be even more apparent soon enough. And, like, I just don't understand what the thinking is here. It's super predatory, number one, because it's basically tying you back to a Call of Duty product if you care about trophies and completion percentage because it's going to drop, right? Your profile is going to drop. You're going to want to go back and get it. I was not planning on getting this game or playing this game, like, may, yeah, like maybe in a rare instance or something. But now that it's dropped my <laughs> percentage... And it fucked over that for me. I'm like, I kind of, I don't know. I feel like I kind of need to do it. Like I, now it's kind of considered cleanup for me to go and yep. do this, right? It's all of a sudden become basically a $70 DLC cleanup mission. And I just find it, you know, you're going to get into the list itself, which I think doesn't do it any favors necessarily either in terms of, of going to play this thing. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It makes me very concerned for the future of Call of Duty if this launcher is going to be the way forward. If every single year this thing just gets this massive DLC pop of all these things, like I just think that that is incredibly irresponsible of them, and it cannot, it just cannot be that hard to figure this out. So to me, it feels a little bit like a, a they're trying to they're they're predatory. Like I said, it feels a little bit like they're taking advantage of the fact that they know. There's people who are going to come back and do it just for that alone. As if they need the Trophy Hunter 
like sales, by the way, because obviously this thing is such a commercial success in the casual yeah. audience. Like, who the fuck cares about the hundred thousand people that are interested in this from a trophy perspective? But they're fuck, they're just they're screwing them over. So I don't know. That's my initial thoughts, Daryl. What do you think about this? Um, I I knew right away this was going to cause a firestorm in, in the trophy community. Uh, for me personally, I'm a bit upset because I recently purchased Modern Warfare 2. Oh. Um, I was looking forward to playing this game because I, I knew you guys had played it. Colin, you had the Platinum. You said some pretty good things about the game. And one of them was that it was a fairly easy trophy list. It wasn't too hard, but it was doable. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I picked up on, picked it up on the sale. I was really excited to play it, but, you know, now that whole excitement has kind of just faded knowing that, you know, there's a $70 DLC that's just going to screw up my whole percentage with the game, which I don't like, you know, I don't like have, having to decide on how to play games when it comes down to that bit. Yeah. Like, oh, no, you know, this is going to screw up my percentage. Like, I would prefer to play them just for the enjoyment of playing video games. Mm -hmm. But... It just sucks that it, it's come to that, at least for us as trophy hunters. Um, I'm a little curious, though. Did Modern Warfare 2 feel like it was an unfinished game? Because, you know, the DLC is being listed as an expansion. And, you know, for me, I don't know how the game is or if it felt unfinished. Did you get a sense out of that, Colin or Slugger? Hmm. That's interesting. Slugger, I'll let you go. I... I mean, it's been a while since I played through the story, but I remember being pretty satisfied. Like, I thought the campaign was really enjoyable. Like, yes, they definitely left it open for more, um, but I didn't feel like it was an unfinished product. I mean, it was typical Call of Duty. You had your campaign, you had your multiplayer, uh, like your standard multiplayer. There's the war zone if you wanted to dabble into that, but there was no trophy side to it. And then they had, I thought it was a, pretty decent like co-op mode me and colin ran through the co-op together and we had a i had a good time yeah it was fun um like it, it was a nice like i don't know probably 20 to 30 hour experience with a bunch of fair single player trophies and a fair bunch of fair multiplayer trophies a couple couple of them being challenging but nothing too extreme i i personally feel like it was unfinished yeah, I think that is truly one of the more disappointing things, too, which I think is a good segue for, you know, you can get to talking about the list slugger. But I just I felt like it's this is a step back in multiple ways in the formatting of the game and how it's being distributed and released on your on your list. It's weird as hell. Like, Daryl, in your position, I would just play the PS4 version. Like if you bought it and it probably comes with both, I would assume I would just play the PS4 version. And then it's like, yeah. all right, well. I don't have to get the DLC, like, you basically, and you still get to play it, and I think it would run okay. But, but yeah, just also in terms of what the trophy list asks, it's a step back to, it just, it feels just really weird, man. I just, and obviously the idea of putting Call of Duty on a launcher and having, like, a base platform that it, that it launches from, I think that's a fantastic idea. I've been saying for years that they should just basically do a patch for this thing and charge, like, 30 or 40 bucks and add... Like, maybe they continually update the multiplayer and the Battle Royale mode just via Season Pass stuff, but then, like, once a year, there's a $50, $40 campaign add-on that you get for the game, and maybe the Zombies mode is, like, 20 bucks or whatever, 30 bucks if you want to do the new Zombies mode for that year. 
and you just get that and it launches from the same thing. So it's a little bit of me like being careful what I wish for because that's kind of what they're moving towards. And now I don't like the implementation from a, a trophy perspective. But Ooh, it's hard. I I don't mind the impl- implementation if it was that price. Mm-hmm. I think where a lot of people are getting caught up is I'm essentially paying $70 for a DLC. Like, yeah. Why am I not getting a complete package? Um, I was reading some people talking about uh, like the alpha and beta and playing through the, the early launch stuff. And it sounds like a nightmare just to even get to the game. I like, I think it's cool having a hub, but I think they implemented it poorly. People are like, all right, so you open up call of duty, modern warfare two to play call of duty, modern warfare three, but you need to update call of duty, modern warfare two. Uh, you finally get that updated and now it pulls you out of the game, and then you go in there and you open up Modern Warfare 3, and it says it needs to update again, and then it pulls you back out, and then you go back in to finally launch Modern Warfare 3 on your third attempt, and it like closes the Call of Duty uh, HQ app, and now finally opens up the Modern Warfare 3 app. And it's like, what? Like, what is that nightmare of a situation? <laughs> like, what is going on? I guess the thing I didn't even consider as well is like, are you going to have, if you have to have both of those installed, bro like if you have to have yeah. modern warfare 2 installed and modern warfare 3 you're talking almost 300 gigs on your console for this game i'm surprised they didn't just make a like just make a whole new app if you want to have a launcher on a console or on a pc or whatever yeah you wanna have a launcher just make a launcher app why are you making the launcher modern warfare 2 like don't i already <laughs> have no an sense. activision and call of duty account what is the purpose of that if you can't track what i'm playing when i log in like just let me launch whatever fucking game it is i can't even imagine the complexity of what's going to happen once they do all this back compatible shit on the xbox side they're going to try to like are they going to do some weird shit with modern warfare 2019 and black ops 4 and whatever like are they going to try to like integrate these things into the like i just cannot i just it just is a really it's wild. All right. Anyway, let's get into the trophy list because I could complain about this for a while. Yeah, I I'm curious to see. This is super interesting. Just for, I'm probably gonna buy Modern Warfare three now because, like you said, I almost feel obligated to because I'm gonna want the plat and then I'm gonna want the hundred mm-hmm. percent. So I'll probably buy it at some point. But while we were talking about Dead by Daylight earlier, I was looking to see where Daryl's uh, percentage was in it. And I saw there was 230 trophies in it in wow. the PS5 list. Like, I don't know if there's a cap anymore in the PS5. So does every Call of Duty now from here on out just not have a platinum and just get thrown into this single, like, list? Like, well, that would be kind of crazy. So that's what I'm saying. And then you're going to perpetually feel obligated to buy the thing if you want to keep your percentage up. Until yeah. eventually the ratio of whatever the new game is compared to the overall is such that not getting it only lowers it by, like, 10%. And then you'll be like, ah, yeah. fuck it. You know, but, like... It, Come on. Just wild. Yep. All right. So <laughs> I guess I'll get into uh, our first DLC trophy list review on the Trophy Talk podcast. Modern Warfare 3, published by Activision. Developer, Infinity Ward. On Whoa. the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you play the PS4 version, I almost highly recommend it now. You get... One platinum, five gold trophies, five silvers, 29 bronzes. If you play the PS5 version, like we said, you're on a DLC list. 
you get the same amount of trophies, but no platinum. So five bronzes, five silvers, 29 bronze. Actually not a terrible distribution. No. Except the no platinum, and it's a DLC. Right. But you're right. It's not a horrible distribution other than that. Uh, so something important to mention, I just... So I'm going to be referencing the Power Picks guide. Um, the guide's not fully up, but there is some good information here to highlight. Uh, this kind of caught my eye while I was reading the distribution just now. The game is online only. Even the single-player campaign requires internet connection. This game cannot be booted while offline. So if you're somewhere where you have poor internet connection or you're prone to drops or maybe you're traveling and playing offline, uh, tough luck. You're not going to be able to play this game. So <sighs> something to keep in mind if you're interested and you're in that situation. Uh, let's see. The trophy list, a little mix of everything. It's it's pretty similar to all the other Call of Duty, uh, the last couple of years of Call of Duty trophy list. You have um, you got there's maybe five to ten trophies for each like new game mode that they've implemented in this. So I'm kind of gonna walk you guys through all the different game modes they've added, and walk you through what it would take to get the hundred percent in this list. So the first and foremost, because it's separate, it's the first trophy on the list and one of the five golds. We got, it's called the first step. Reach level 55. If I remember right, um, Colin will know better. Some of the Call of Duties you earn experience kind of regardless of where you play, outside of campaign. If I remember right, Colin, would you agree that in Vanguard, you got... You could earn like profile levels or get up to level fifty-five just doing like zombies mode. Yeah, you don't. You mean yeah? Yeah, you could. Because I feel like that's what you did. I remember you talking about it. So reach level fifty-five. I believe this is just an account level. So you could do this on strictly multiplayer. You could do this on Warzone. You could do it on the zombies mode. I don't know if you're gonna get like account levels through the campaign. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. Uh, there's not enough information out there yet. But most of the time, uh, you can kind of pick and choose your play style to get to level 55. Those trophies actually aren't that bad. Or they haven't been over the last couple of years. No, it's it's nice they give you the option. And yeah, you'll get into what the other trophies are, but you you really probably don't even need to touch traditional multiplayer to get it for this. So that's not right. too bad. So like I said, I'm just going to... Um, kind of hop through all the different game modes that have been added with this DLC pack or Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> I think the first and most interesting is Modern, I believe it's Modern Warfare Zombies, just they call it MWZ. So I'm going to quote GameSpot here to give you a little idea because we all know what Call of Duty Zombies is like. Uh, this version's a little different. Modern Warfare 3's Zombies mode offers large-scale extraction gameplay instead of the traditional round-based experience, making this more of a mashup between Zombies and Modern Warfare 2's DMZ game mode. This mode is designed for trios in a PvE environment, where you can also team up with other squads, as matches feature up to 8 squads of 3 players for a total of 24 players. With this new open-world environment, you can choose how you want to play, as you can decide to either load into matches simply to slay undead, or you can specifically choose to play Dark Ether story missions, hunt contracts, and more. 
The enemies found in the world include your standard zombies, a faction of human soldier NPCs, and a variety of other enemy types, including the mimic creature from Black Ops Cold War Zombies. So that is a quote directly from GameSpot. So very different from your standard like Call of Duty Zombies, where it's, hey, we have this small, tight level, lots of secrets. It's now an open world that's actually based off of one of the Warzone maps. Uh, so if you're a big Warzone player, or maybe you've played VR or the Battle Royale mode in the past, um, you may recognize the map that it's in. Pretty, mm, it's interesting. I don't know. I kind of lost interest. I was excited when I heard Zombies was coming to Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. I think a lot of what makes Zombies specials is like the small tight maps with lots of secrets. You're spending money to open up spaces and make the map bigger and to find more items. And now it's just going to be like, oh, this is just a battle royale with zombies. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the the question I'll have is like, are you still trying to kill the other players that are in the match? Like there's eight teams of three, et cetera, or whatever, right? Like, is it something where like you can only revive them, you can't kill each other, or can you kill each other? Because if you can, people are just going to be dicks, right? And just totally fuck it over. But if you can't, I, th I don't think that that's horrible because one of the things you said that was kind of cool was like you can queue up for different things. So like, if you're just trying to grind out kills, you just queue up for a normal match or do kill streaks mm -hmm. or miss trophies. But if you're trying to do like the story stuff um, for trophies or whatever in the zombies mode, you can just queue up for that mode and you can get another squad who maybe is like, all right, we're all focused on doing the objectives. Like we're trying to like, you know, do this shit. And I think that'll be easier. I was envisioning you just having to get lucky like with who is on the map. But if you can deliberately choose what you queue for, I don't know. I think it could be fun. My my one of my good buddies who I used to play Halo with a bunch really enjoyed the DMZ mode in Modern Warfare 2 and said it was a ton of fun and like he was also someone who really enjoyed the dark zone in Division. So, I think it's going to have more of like that style of vibe where yeah, you're kind of sure. you know, and like I'm I think it could be fun for, you know, 15 or 20 hours. It, the the real question is going to come down to like how grindy that mode is for trophies. Couple of these trophies do look grindy. I I agree. If this is, I mean, the way that words what I just read, this mode is designed for trios in a PVE environment. So it doesn't say PVPVE. Right. I I don't know if anyone's played this mode yet. Um, I don't think it was. No, um, it's not out yet through the beta period. Well, yeah, because and there's early of... access too, right? But I think only the campaign is out today for early access and then the rest of the early access is right. on the 8th so so I can, i'll kind of walk through some of the trophies in this mode and we'll kind of get an idea of like what the gameplay would be like so there's 13 mwz related trophies uh the first one and so it begins successfully exfil in modern warfare zombies uh so the way i view this how i think it's going to work kind of like you were saying I think this will be kind of fall in that genre of like the extraction game type modes. Uh, maybe like Escape from Tarkov or Dark Zone, where it's like, hey, you go in, you collect your gear, and then you try and bug out. There's other players in there. You compete with them for resources. You can work together. Maybe there's different ways you can backstab each other, but you need to exfil because the next trophy is called Write Off. It says kill 500 enemies using an insured weapon in Modern Warfare Z. I'm kind of spitballing here. What I think of 
when I hear insured weapon is uh, like knowing this subgenre. When you go into matches, you can kind of like pay to protect the gear you're going in with. So if you go in and die, if you like pay into this future, like buy insurance essentially for your gun or your loadout or whatever, and you die, you're not going to lose it. But if you don't have that insurance and you die, you're going to lose it. And next time you queue into that match, you're going to have nothing. So yeah, I, that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next couple trophies sound pretty similar to standard zombie stuff. So there's one called Perkaholic, have nine perks active at the same time. Uh, in Modern Warfare Zombies, kill 100 zombies with a vehicle in a single deployment. So jump in a car, go driving, Sounds run fun. everything over. Yep. Reclaim your gear from a tombstone in Modern Warfare Zombies. So again, there may be something there where you die and either you revive or the next match you can find your, your loadout that you lost. Um, I bet you your teammates can like buy you back in and then you'll drop onto the map. Like you'll parachute yeah. down again. That's my guess. That would be my guess too. You were talking about how is this going to look? Are we against other players that are helping us? The next trophy says, called Helpful Stranger, revive a player from a different squad in Modern Warfare Zombies. Hmm. So you can choose to work with these other squads if you want because you get a trophy for doing it at one point. And kind of on that same note, uh, one of the trophies, kill Orcus, which I assume is like a boss, while in a six-person squad in War Modern Warfare Zombies. But I just said that squads were... Or it's meant for trios. So you essentially have to go into this game as your trio and link up with another trio to fight this big thing. This world boss, I guess. I wonder if it what uh, it's going to be is like you exfil gear and like points for upgrades and stuff in the normal mode. And then if you do the like story-based zombies missions, you have to have like good gear to get through them. And I would assume that that lobby is less than 24 people or whatever. So maybe the lobby yeah. for the boss is like a six-person lobby or something. Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because it does sound like there's going to be kind of like an open world that you just drop into, exfil gear, and then there's going to be like a there's a whole story mode to the zombies. Right. Because uh, one of the trophies is called The End, and it says complete Act 3 in Modern Warfare Zombies. So that would be like beating the story mode where you jump in, they actually give you an objective instead of just running around for loot and killing things, you are Act you know, actively trying to complete a, an objective. So that's a good shout out. Yeah, um, that that sounds kind of cool, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. I uh, was it. Did you ever do the zombies in Cold War? No, Cold War was one that I skipped, but I know Daryl did Cold War. So I did Cold War with my brother. Never got the platinum, but me and my brother played a ton of zombies in it, and they did these large scale open world maps. And dude, we had a friggin' blast i thought it was a lot of fun so i was knocking this earlier maybe i'd have to see gameplay or try it myself before i knock it mm -hmm. um because if it's kind of what cold war zombies was but expanded i could see myself really liking this because i like the cold war zombies quite a bit uh let's see some other trophies in modern warfare zombies pet a hellhound Sounds fun. Complete. There's two trophies for completing contracts. Uh, where I, well, defeat a warlord in Modern Warfare Zombies. I imagine that's like an elite enemy or maybe some type of like mini boss that spawns. And then where I think it's going to get grindy 
arguably could be the hardest trophy on this whole list based off everything I've read. Kill 50,000 total enemies in Modern Warfare Zombies. Wow. Yeah, that's that's the grind right there. Yeah. So, a lot of time spent in zombies, like in most Call of Duty games that have a zombies portion of the list. I don't know. Anything else? To, any questions or anything else to add on zombies? No, I mean, I, the I, zombie I, side of stuff. The thing, I mean, you never. There, it's usually the weird ones here that are like, like difficult in an odd way. Like the nine perks active at the same time, like. How, like, what is that? Like, are they, are they going to be just the, the cola machines on the map and you can see them on the map when you pull it up? Or am I going to have to find yeah. these and they're in a different spawn every time? And, like, it just becomes way, like, different or whatever. And, uh, yeah, there's 20 contracts, five contracts in the high threat zone in Modern Warfare Zombies. Like, I don't know. I think I'm curious to see what it is. I'm really worried it's just going to be, like, this half-assed mashup of DMZ and throwing in some new character models that are zombies. And I still prefer, I think, the old zombies mode. But if they're going to make me pay $70 for this DLC and to get the 100%, at least it's a new mode. At least it's something right. I've never tried before. So who knows? It could be really fun. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, we got we to gotta buy it to get the 100%. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'm, it throws off my end-of-year game plan, unfortunately. I but know. like We were talking about games. We're going to platinum and 100% together. This may be one because I'm right there with you. I think that, too. Yeah, and it could be for Daryl, too, if he ends up launching the PS5 version. <laughs> so, so we'll see how that goes. Hey, they're asking for trios. There's three of us on this show. Let's do it. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, by the way, everyone, Daryl did have to hop off a little bit a few minutes ago. He has to be up at like four in the morning and we are already at uh, 9 p.m. West Coast time. So I'm sorry. He has to be at work at four in the morning. So he's he's trying to get some sleep and get rested up. So just FYI on that. But what a champ. What a champ. Indeed. But yeah. OK. Otherwise, I feel pretty whatever about the zombies mode. We'll see. I, I, I'm excited to see what it is. Yeah, me too. Moving on, though. So I thought this was two modes uh, in my earlier research uh, today. After a little bit more digging, it's actually they're kind of one and the same. So they're making a big deal out of this mode called um, like these open combat missions. And the way it's described is... Sorry, when I first read about it, it's like, hey, there's these campaign missions that are more open world. I guess kind of think of like Uncharted missions where it gets, it stops being linear and it's like, hey, you have the these planes and these canyons and you kind of go around this mini open world and you can kind of do the objectives in whatever order you want. There's a couple missions in the campaign mode that fall into that same type of uh, like play style. And they're calling it, it's kind of new for Call of Duty, I guess, because most of the time they're very linear. Yeah, for the campaign it is. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling them open combat missions. And this happens in mission 2, 3, 7, 9, 10, and 12. In these open combat missions, there's specific things you have to do. Uh, Let's see. Some of them involve using... Yeah, I'll just kind of rattle off a couple examples. Use five different armaments in open combat missions. Armaments are essentially kill streaks. Yeah. So as you open up supply boxes in these missions, you can collect uh, kill streaks and use them to help you accomplish a mission. 
Collect all weapons and field upgrades from supply boxes and open combat missions. So kind of a collectible trophy there. Customize your loadout in every combat mission. Find and use all armaments in open combat missions. Mm. There's some kind of general miscellaneous trophies that are lumped in here in that section on the trophy list. So I assume they relate to this. Uh, drive a vehicle with a sentry gun on the back and have it kill five enemies. Use the spotter scope to tag 60 enemies or items in open combat missions. Oh, nice. Nice. So a lot of things are tied to this open combat missions. When I read about it, it sounds like your first time through the, the campaign, it'll kind of give you a specific loadout. It'll say, hey, we think, you know, you'll get your mission briefing. This mission needs to be done stealthily. Here's your M16 with the silencer on it. Like, don't get caught. Take them out silently. And then you can replay these missions, and now all the restrictions are gone. You build your own loadout. You pick your different gear, your different perks, and you can kind of retackle these missions however you want. Those restrictions are gone. And that's where a lot of these trophies come into play. You're going to get a lot of these trophies on the repeat playthroughs um, and just you know, kind of tackling these trophies in different ways or tackling these missions in different ways to earn the trophies. So kind of interesting for Call of Duty. It, it, it's a little confusing to me the way the trophies work because they want you to replay just about all of these. Yeah, it, uh, I think more than ever, this is going to benefit you just doing an easy playthrough the first go-round and getting all the miscellaneous stuff and then doing your veteran run second or whatever. Right. Like, because you're going like to have to replay it anyway, so. Yep. Like, for instance, one of the trophies is called Dialed In. Customize your loadout in every open combat mission. Well, you can't customize your loadout until you do the replay. So yep. you're essentially going to have to play through it once with the loadout they want to give you based off the story narrative. And then on your replay on the chapter select, replay through these open combat missions, customizing your loadout however you want to do it. So, bunch of trophies tied to the open combat stuff. And that leaves us with, let's see, the campaign missions. Yep. Now, this is where this list kind of differs a little bit from your standard Call of Duty stuff. Most of the time, Call of Duty lists, you'll get a trophy just for completing a mission, and then there's normally like a miscellaneous trophy tied to the mission. So, for example... There may be, in the past, there would be a trophy for beating Mission 2, and then you'd have a trophy for killing 15 guys while you're on the jet ski or something like that. That's kind of out the window now. There's no more trophies for completing the individual missions. There's only miscellaneous trophies for the missions. Uh, so missions 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 all have miscellaneous trophies. If you don't do the miscellaneous stuff, in these missions, you're not going to get a trophy for beating the level. Yeah, so your progress uh, of like trophy pops while you're playing the game is going to be real slow at first. Although, you'll very, already have trophies slow. from Modern Warfare 2, so it doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're already going to have the game list. Uh, yeah. I want to read all of them because I don't, I don't really consider them spoilers, but I'll kind of give you an idea what some of these miscellaneous trophies sound like. Most of them are... Uh, similar to older Call of Duty lists. So, like, one of them is called Death Row. 
kill 12 enemies while descending in the Panopticon in Operation 627. Destroy each objective helicopter in reactor with a different armament. So you got to kill every helicopter that spawns in that mission with a different kill streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Shoot the gun out of the air in Flashpoint before a terrorist catches it. That actually sounds kind of dope. Yeah, it does. <laughs> oh, excuse me. A little burp. Execute the forest sniper in Frozen Tundra with a takedown. Defuse the bomb on the truck and gore dam while it's in motion. So these are all things you're going to earn. There's a bunch more. They're all things you're going to earn while playing through the campaign. But if if you don't know they're there, if you don't do your research, you may miss them. Um, and yeah, honestly, you could buy this game, play through the campaign, and technically only earn one trophy, which would be the never bury your enemies alive, complete the campaign. One trophy for the campaign, just for completion. And then there's also a complete the campaign on veteran, which is called 141 ready. I believe 141 is what they call their like uh, their their squad in this modern warfare series. The 141 are oh, the guys yeah. who are kind of going behind the scenes, doing all these missions, or you know they're working with all these different governments, but they're off the books. Yep. Um. So. When it comes to the campaign, complete the campaign gets you a trophy, complete the campaign on veteran gets you a trophy, and then a bunch of miscellaneous trophies depending on what mission you're doing. And then all the open world stuff you'll get on replays. And then we got the the zombies mode and reach level 55. That sums up this entire list. Yeah. And I, the mess God. that is this DLC. <laughs> I just... Man. I, I don't know. I... I Part of me is like, maybe it won't be too bad. Part of me is just obviously still really pissed that they're even making us do it in this way. Like, it, that's the thing with Call of Duty. It's it's never, like, I I don't never, I don't never, I don't ever, like, hate my time with it or, like, regret it necessarily. But I do kind of resent this feeling of, like, having to get it each year. You know, and I thought, yep. I thought this was going to be one of the years that I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it. But, alas, here we are. And if, to me, it sounds like, Probably two campaign playthroughs, right? So let's call that like 15 hours total or something. Let's say it's eight hours on your first, or let's maybe call it 12 12 hours or something. It's like eight on your first, four on your second, whatever it is. And then probably like, I don't know, 30 to 40 hours of the zombies mode seems fair. So you're looking at probably like 45 to 50 hours for the plat is what I would, or for the 100%. That's my guess right now. It really depends how hard the zombies mode is though. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, we're we're going to be in it together at some point, so we'll figure it out. Whenever you buy it and whenever you're willing to tackle it, let me know. Um, I'm definitely doing Spider-Man 2 first. I need some joy no, before I, I get into that same, shit. Same. <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking anytime soon. Like if we're if we hit a lull spot early 2024, somewhere in 2024. Yeah. Let me know. I'll pick this up in a sale. I'm down to check it out and try it. For sure. But, it, it's hard because really all we're getting is zombies in a campaign and they want us to pay 70 bucks for it. Right. And that's a little tough. And it's like, yeah, the campaign I'm sure will be decent, but like, honestly, I'm, the campaigns, I always think they're good, but they never like, I don't, I don't remember specifics of them the following no, year. Same. You know, they're always out of my <laughs> mind. Whereas like, I do remember some specific parts of the original modern warfare two campaign or the original modern warfare campaign. So it's like, I, actually, I, I take that back. The 2019 one was a bit more memorable for me, the f- the first Modern Warfare. 
But last year's, I didn't find it to be too engaging. Same thing with Vanguard. So, like, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But uh, thank you, sir, for that. I appreciate it very much. Yep. Now, here's the deal. You're going to have to vamp for a sec because I have to go pee. And we don't have Daryl here. So you're going to tell the people okay. something for a second. I'll be right back. You know what I'll do? I'm going to give you guys an update on my personal A to Z challenge. Let's see. I have been playing games from Z to A. I believe I've talked about this in the past. I don't know where my last update was, but uh, it might have been Saints Row. Since Saints Row in the last two weeks, I got the platinum on Resident Evil 3, Quake 2, Paradise Killer, Omno, and Necromunda Hired Gun. Tonight, or I guess earlier today, I started Mega Man X Legacy Collection. I realized I'm not good at Mega Man shit. Uh, I'm about to beat the first Mega Man. I think I have two trophies left in that collection. And um, I'm struggling, guys. It's it's a doozy. I think what confuses me most is, like, I got the Platinum on Necromunda today. It was an 11.82%. And I'm really confused about why it's so rare. And then I play Mega Man X. I'm getting my ass kicked. And that's at 23.73%. Just one of those weird things. Kind of like when you look at Dark Souls games and they're, you know, 20, 30% complete. Or, you know, 20 to 30% of players have the platinum. And it's like, how? Yeah. It's a hard ass game. I agree, dude. Are you back? Yeah. Right. <laughs> what, game were you, what game were you talking about in there? Which one? I was bitching about how Necromunda. Oh, yeah. Has, it has a. So I thought that was a super easy platinum 11.82% rarity. And I started Mega Man X Legacy Collection today for my M game. Oh, and I'm struggling. I'm struggling hard. And it's at a 23.73%. Way more common than Necromunda. It's all this. And I'm like, how? Fucking how this nostalgia for the games, dude. People have played these games forever. But yeah, Mega Man X yeah. is hard, bro. Those are hard games. Yep. I'm on the final boss. So. All right. You're almost there. Yep. You're almost there. <laughs> okay. Well, to close this Welcome out, I, I, that, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And of course, it was a very long P, of course. You know, couldn't help it. All right, but for, <laughs> to close out the show here, I'm going to be talking about another banger game. This trophy list doesn't have anything majorly wrong with it, I must say. So unfortunately, coming off of Daryl's list in Modern Warfare 3, where we had the Bronze Fest that is Alan Wake 2 and the DLC Fest that is Modern Warfare 3, I'm going to be talking about another sequel in Ghost Runner 2. But this trophy list, pretty damn solid, I would say. So this one released on October 26th, so just last week. It's PS5 only in terms of, you know, there's no PS4 version. Developed by One More Level, published by 505 Games. This is a sequel to a game that I just experienced earlier this year in the original Ghost Runner and its DLC Project Hell. I thought that original game was fantastic, so of course I had my eye on this one. And based on the reviews, which was a 9, I believe, for this game, or it was an 8, either 8 or 9 from IGN, it's, it was reviewing very well, and also based on the trophy list, I can say, I think this one is going to be awesome whenever I get to it. So here's the distribution. It's got 1 platinum, 4 golds, 14 silvers, and 15 bronzes for a total of 34 trophies. Pretty solid, I think. Nice mix-up. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You see, you guys, it's not that hard, is it? <laughs> it's, it's just really not that hard. So, yeah, that's that's a good one, I think. And let's go over some of the, the actual sort of type of trophies that you're going to experience here and what the list has in store for you. So very much like the original Ghost Runner, this game is a, an action-heavy 
first-person game where your death and respawn cycle is incredibly quick. The game encourages experimentation. It ex encourages trial and error. And it is very, very difficult, if not impossible, for you to get through sections on your first try, especially when it comes down to bosses. You are going to die in this game. It's part of the cycle. Embrace it and, and embrace the idea of slow improvement. And much like the first game, a lot of the complexity in the list and in the gameplay comes from how Ghost Runner mixes up its combat elements with its parkour and traversal elements. Ghost Runner 2 is no different in that way, where there are the same sort of things like wall runs, slides, speed boosts, jump boosts, grind rails that were in the first game. But now you have this added complexity of a couple new abilities, which we'll get to, as well as the motorcycle and some levels that are themed around and built around this motorcycle and being able to jump on and jump off and go just absolutely crazy with it. And I think it looks so much fun and so fast. So one of the trophies to kind of speak to that is there's a silver trophy with a name, The Floor is Lava. Fantastic. A little inside, you know, it's a joke there, a little meme, The Floor is Lava. Kill 20 enemies while grinding on the grind line. So much like in the first game, like I said, you have these grind rails that are going to be around the levels. While traversing them, typically you just press X to jump onto the thing. You know, you're going to have to get some kills while you're on there. Also, like the first game, there's there's the parry system. So you can parry attacks and or bullets and deflect them and block them. And there's another trophy in Ghost Runner 2 that speaks to that called Nasty, which is to kill six shinobi with a perfect parry. You've got other tools that make a return in the game, like the shurikens. So there's a trophy called One Star Man to kill three enemies with a single shuriken without using the environment. One thing I did see because I read the review for this game is in the first in the first game, the shurikens were a pickup, sort of a power-up that you found around the map. In the second game, I think they're part of a skill or a, a chip that you can unlock and put on your character to have more constant access to the throwing stars. So that's a bit different and makes that trophy a little bit less daunting. Making a return from the first game is a very fun trophy which is called, oh my gosh, in the new game, in Ghost Runner 2, I'm sorry, I got mixed up there. In Ghost Runner 2, it's called You're Starting to Get It. And that is to complete a level without dying. So remember how mm. I said at the beginning how this game exper er, encourages experimentation and you're going to die a lot? So you're, you're not going to get this on your first go-through. And the way that you circumvented this in the first game was that you got really good at the game, you beat the game, and then you went back and you did the very first level in the game in order to get that trophy. But there's a twist this go-around. And where is it? And in the first game, it's called R is for running. Complete a level without dying. The twist in Ghost Runner 2 is that this, you're starting to get it to complete a level without dying is a silver trophy. And in fact, if you scroll towards the bottom of the list, there's a trophy called God Runner, which is to finish any five levels without dying. So you can't just basically practice up get super good and overpowered and get down to this idea of like doing just the first level in the game which is effectively the tutorial it's probably quicker there's less enemies you're gonna have to to do a good run and not die on five different levels in the game now i'm gonna assume that there's some sort of tutorial level for the motorcycle mechanic so maybe you could generously say hey that's two levels down the first on foot level and then the first like bike level that's two of the five, but you're still going to have to do another three. On top of that, there is a silver trophy, which is called Faster Than Light, to earn a gold medal in every challenge. So in my 
mind, what that means is there's either courses built into the levels or there are timers or sort of metrics that they're using to gauge your score on these levels as you're going through them. And you're going to have to get a gold medal on every single challenge in the game, too. What's weird about it is that this trophy sits at a 20.80%, and the trophy to beat five levels without dying sits at a 21.07%. So... It doesn't actually seem like, at least according to the trophy data, that these trophies are going to be holding people up from getting the platinum. But to me, they sound hard. So, I don't know, maybe that's a little bit of a discrepancy there that we'll have to figure out. There's also another level challenge trophy, which sounds really fun. This one's called the Old School Way, which is to finish any level without blocking. That one sits at a 61.87%. I think you're probably going to end up getting that, weirdly enough, when you do a vehicle level. And that's probably why it's so high because you're just going to end up going through it and not blocking and not even really thinking about it at the time. So that's a cool one. There's a, there's a trophy called Be Like Water that I wanted to call out, which is to defect, deflect 10 bullets in a row. The reason I want to call that out is because the first game had a trophy which was similar to that, to block five bullets in a row, I believe. Let me double check here. Yep. The, I like the artwork on that one. The, in the first game or the second game? In the second game. Oh, be yeah. Like water, be like water. Like the bullet getting chopped in half with the sword. Slicing it, you know? Yeah, it's it's very cool. There, there's, again, I don't want to go through all these necessarily. There, there, There's one other level-specific challenge one I want to call out, which is called Not Like the Others, which is to complete a level without using the basic attack. So there could be maybe, maybe a way where you go through and you, like, double up on that and you finish a level without using a basic attack or a block and you get both of those done at the same time. But regardless, the game is going to ask you to really perfect your craft in this game. You're really going to have to hone your skills, and you're going to have to go all out to get the Platinum in this game. I think you're really going to have to get quite skilled at it. A couple other things that the Trophy List will have you do, similarly to the first game, they're collectibles. They come in the form of artifacts, sword collections, and audio logs, it looks like, for the second game. So a little bit different than the first one, but regardless, they're scattered throughout the levels. From the first game, there wasn't that many of them. One of the other things to point out is that there is no trophy tracker for these things, so I can't see exactly how many of them there are. But because there is no trophy tracker, I'm hoping that means they're not glitched or bugged at all. Typically, we see games that have those trackers have more issues with those trophies popping and tracking correctly. So, And I'm not seeing anything about them being glitched or anything like that in the forum posts. So that's a good good sign. And then you're going to have some bosses that you're going to have to fight too, which I'm not going to spoil for you because they're hidden trophies, but you are going to have to fight some bosses in the game. The first game boss fights were really, really cool. The Project Hell boss fight was really cool as well. I, I think they can be fun. They usually involve some sort of mix, again, of platforming and fighting, just like the game does best. And maybe even in this game, there's going to be some vehicle sections to the bosses. Who knows? And last but not least, just to sort of speak to it, you are also going to have upgrade ships, which return from the first game. I I think different from the first game, though, they don't come on this, like, grid board. It used to be that you would get skills, and they were different shapes, and you had to fit them on this grid in order to maximize your skills with the space you had available. I don't think that is the case, based on the review that I watched for this game. And I think it's just more of a traditional skill tree, and you can buy upgrade ships for them with the currency and with the stuff you find in the game. And there's also apparently sort of a hub area in this game that you come back to in between missions and that you talk to different NPCs at and you get the story in the game. So there's some different stuff going on here. There's there's a much, you know, kind of different expanded vibe, but I think ultimately it's more of the same 
with Ghost Runner. Not only in terms of the trophy list, which very much so mirrors the first game in the way that it asks you to do miscellaneous combat trophies with your skills, challenge yourself on different levels, beat the bosses, and also get the collectibles. But also just in the core gameplay loop, I think this is very similar. This is not a $70 game, so go support this game if you're interested in it. It plays, the, at least the first one, plays amazingly. It's so fun. It's so fast-paced. It's just one of the best games I think that I've played this year, certainly in my running for Game of the Year so far. So I don't want to sleep on this one. I do want to get to it at some point. But yeah, that's Ghost Runner 2, basically in a nutshell. The I think it you kind of get the gist of it. It's much like the first game. The artwork is nothing too crazy, too special. It's just basically black and white photos that are pretty simple. Uh, last thing I'll say is some stats. So right now there are 375 game owners for the PS5 NA version, 277 recent players, 68 platinum achievers. So it's sitting at a 18.13% on PSN profiles. Not too shabby. Not too shabby Pretty at high. all. Yeah, the first game is sitting at an 8.75% for reference. So, yeah. I that wonder was... if that's because there's a PlayStation Plus game. I think it probably mm. is. I think it, yeah. Yeah. I think it probably is. So, yeah, that's Ghost Runner 2. Yet another game that I would love to get to that I just don't think I can justify getting right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this game... I mean, I friggin' loved the first one. After I platinum the first one and played through the DLC, I was one of the people who was like screaming about this in the Discord. Like, yo, all you guys need to check this shit out because mm-hmm. it's it makes you feel so badass. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. Even though you're dying a lot, like you're dying like 20, 30, 40 times per level as you kind of figure it out. Um, but like when it clicks, man, does it click? It reminds me kind of like a of souls obviously it doesn't play like souls uh it plays more like a hotline miami type of game where it's you're going through these little combat arenas and you're bouncing from minute enemy to enemy and you make like a single bullet hits you and you're dead so you yeah make one wrong you're dead in one dead. hit yep uh so you really need to like figure it out but once you like get it right and it's like 20 seconds and eliminated like 30 guys in less than a minute like it really makes you feel like a badass yeah um, blocking the bullets also just and then like grappling over and just like one shotting so it just feels amazing it just it feels absolutely amazing yeah that's why i'm really excited for the car sections because i'm sure those are going to feel just so fast <laughs> like it's going to be like f-zero moments you know of just like yep. absolutely going wild and then and ended up getting to the end of the platforming section somehow I think it's yeah. it's very exciting. It's worth. I think all three games tonight. As much as I hate, I absolutely hate hate the decision of Modern Warfare Three to not have a platinum and to be this DLC. I I don't think the game is going to be horrible. I'm 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 thinking it. But you know, at worst, it's going to be like a seven out of ten, right? Yeah. And Ghost Runner is is really solid. It's reviewing well. Alan Wake Two is reviewing well. Like I think if you want to be in a having a truthful conversation about game of the year, you should at least play Alan Wake out of this bunch and, and check it out. I've I've heard that a lot with that game. A lot of people are bumping that up to their game of the year. I know. That's why I'm like, dude, do I just need to do that after Spider Man in December instead of Mass Effect two? Like, god damn I think it, I, dude. I think I'm going to. I'll I'll put it this way: If I can end up ba- like beating the first game on Xbox before that point, maybe I'll, I'll maybe I'll switch up and and do that and play it. Yeah. So you know what I was thinking about? Uh, 
looking at this trophy list as you talk about it, I don't think the actual flex is the platinum. I think the real flex would be getting all of the trophies other than first time. Oh, yeah, to not die. There's, there's <laughs> yeah. a trophy called first time, yeah. and it says die for the first time. 98.13% of players have it right now. I in, Unless it forces it on you and you can't avoid it in a, you know, maybe a cutscene type of thing, it would actually be pretty freaking baller to go through this whole list and have all the trophies earned but that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. It would be like a very proud 98 that's an eli move he used to save those for last i remember that oh man that that would be pretty funny yeah but either regardless there's really good games coming out there have been really good games coming out in november you're still gonna have the man who erased his name come out you're gonna have modern warfare 3 oh god right and i forgot about that yeah so like the year is it's it's not over yet guys super mario rpg is also in november it's not really till you get to like december that i think we get some some quiet time to assess but I just real quick want to shout out, we almost talked about this game on the show. Don't sleep on the RoboCop game either. I think yeah. I think that the trophy list is actually pretty decent. I think it got, you know, good to great scores. And it really reminds me of, it's the same developer, of course, as that Terminator Resistance game that Eli and I played and did a show on for episode two or three of the show way back in the day. And that was just a really fun, solid trophy hunting experience in a linear shooter that took, you know, 15 hours. And I think there's there's room for those type of games, especially when a lot of games are really large and take up so much time these days. So don't sleep on RoboCop if you're interested. I'd say maybe it's worth looking at. I agree. It, I've been hearing tons of good stuff about it. I was reading about it all day today because I almost talked about it. It was between that or Modern Warfare 3. Yeah. Uh, if you're on the fence, the little bit of research I did, there is a trophy for shooting someone's dick off. So. <laughs> yeah, there is. There is a trophy for shooting someone in the in the dick. <laughs> if you needed any more of a reason to play a game, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I added it to my wish list so that like if it's on sale for like twenty or thirty bucks, I'll yeah. I'll snag it. It does it does look really good. Yep. Totally agree. All right, well that's gonna do it for us here with episode ninety seven of the show. We will be back in a few weeks' time with episode ninety eight and what we have been playing. I actually got a platinum, guys. Recently. <laughs> I've been very slow, but I've been getting back into actually earning platinums and not just doing some cleanup. So good good stuff to come for that. Daryl and Slugger, of course, have been killing it and playing tons of things, as they always do. But that's going to do it for us here on episode 97. Slugger, where can people find you at? You can find me on PSN Profiles, the PlayStation Network, at SluggerJD. You can find me on the Xbox at SluggerJDD. And you can find me on Twitter at Slugger underscore JD. Yes, sir. God, I wish I could get those consolidated. <laughs> that would be so make amazing. Make them all match. They're all taken. <laughs> oh. That's the best I can do. It, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. And you can find me on PlayStation Network, Xbox, Steam, League of Legends, YouTube, and Twitch, all at CK Present. Mostly just going to be in the Discord, though. Go and check out the Discord. And if you're listening anywhere but not or anywhere other than Spotify, remember, you can listen to us on Spotify now, which is really exciting. Wherever you're listening, leave a nice review. Leave a positive comment if you enjoyed the show. If you didn't like the show, Tell us as well. Happy to hear that as well so we can always be improving. But definitely any sort of engagement helps us reach a new audience, and we appreciate it. And stay tuned for the spoiler cast. It's going to be coming to you guys hopefully in about a week's time for patrons only. So go and be ready for that. Until next time, everyone, happy gaming, take care, and goodbye.